is a presentation of Team Glory Sports. This is Georgia State University Panthers football. And they're going to fake the handoff. A lot of green grass. Granger 30, 25, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Darren Granger and the Georgia State Panthers. It's the Panthers pregame show. A look ahead at today's game. Now, the voice of the Panthers, Dave Cohen. 3-0 start for the first time in program history. Georgia State football's back on the road tonight for a showdown here at Conway, South Carolina as Georgia State gets set to open Sunbelt Conference play against the Shotta Clears of Coastal Carolina. In their last outing, the Panthers left Charlotte with a 41-25 win over the 49ers. That was last Saturday night. It's been a short week of preparation. Tonight's showdown featuring a matchup of two of the Sunbelt's top quarterbacks, of course, Georgia State's Darren Granger, the Sunbelt Conference Offensive Player of the Week, and Coastal Carolina's Grayson McCall, who so far has a 69% completion rate. Defensively, the Panthers will really need to defend their top two playmakers, Jared Brown and former Georgia State receiver Sam Pinckney. The quest of 4-0 for Sean Elliott and Georgia State continuing tonight here in Conway. Hi again, Panther fans, and welcome to the Panther pregame show. Countdown to kickoff. Dave Cohen along with Harper LaBelle, Sam Crenshaw, engineer Rick Shaw, studio producer Jeff Walker, the Georgia State Radio Network microphones tonight, coming to you from Brooks Stadium here in Conway, South Carolina. Harper, Sam, great to be with you guys again this week. Feel like we just did this, which we did at Charlotte last Saturday night. Georgia State looking to go 4-0 and to start the year. How about our new guy in the booth? We're going to welcome someone new this year. How about that? I had to get him a little sticker that says, Hello, my name is, and then write Sam Crenshaw. Sam Crenshaw. Good in the to words see you, of the Sam. Blues brothers, we're putting the band back together, right? <laughs> we're tonight. And what a night to do it because this place has been kind to Georgia State football in the short history uh, of, of this matchup. I agree, Sam. And, you know, every team that's been on the road has won, and we've had some thrillers that have come here, but uh, this, this tonight. The maturity level of Darren Granger continues to impress. He keeps showing the poise, making the right decisions, protecting the football, everything that you would want your quarterback to do. And we'll talk to him in a little bit, but his offensive line has done a great job and the running game itself. So the passing game has improved, but because the running game is still so strong and you have to play, if you put a, a seventh or eighth guy in the box, you're risking uh, the pass game defense. And he's been able to expose that and do a fantastic job. Well, Georgia State has scored 118 points in the first three ball games. Georgia State averaging 39 points a game. On average, 194 on the ground, 267 in the air. That's 462 total offense on average per game in the first two ball games. And Harper, as we saw in Charlotte, take away a little bit of the running game. 
and the passing game will elevate a little bit and hurt you. Darren had 466 yards in the air, most of it to Robert Lewis and to Talik Williams. Yeah, he, he really did do a great job, in my opinion, of being able to find the open receiver. We didn't try to go deep until later on in the game, but um, once he found guys and they had some big plays, Robert Lewis with a huge catch and keeping his balance, getting a touchdown out of it. And, Sam, it's been impressive. The, the offense continues to score a lot of points. They may need it tonight. The impressive thing about this offense has been the line, the play of a line that is reconfigured. Yeah, this has been a veteran line that was together for many, many years, and the new players that have stepped in have really played their role, stepped in and continued the success and the flexibility in the way they can move the ball and score. On a show earlier today, someone said, well, what are your top two or three takeaways from what has to happen for Georgia State to get out of Conway with a W today? And I said, first and foremost, these are my three. We've been 52% on third down conversion. You know I'm always watching that stat on the stat monitor. Folks, that's Dave's stat right there, third down conversions. But it's a big one. It's keeping your offense on the field. Georgia State 23 of 44 in third down opportunities in the first three games. Red zone opportunities. They have scored eight of nine times. Seven of those nine have been touchdowns. From a defensive standpoint, if you can get pressure and disrupt Grayson McCall at all, that's great. On the other hand, and you remember this from last year, the two guys that really hurt us, uh, Jared Brown really tore us up last year in that game in Atlanta. They ended up leaving with, what, 41 points. He's already got 17 catches and a touchdown. And then a guy we're familiar with because he used to wear the blue and white, and that's Sam Pinckney, one of the top receivers in the Sun Belt. He's got 15 catches and two touchdowns. He's averaging 16 yards a catch so far this year. Yeah, Sam was a, a great Panther. He decided to leave a couple years ago, and he's uh, he didn't get the ball nearly as much last year at this time. Um, I, I think Grayson's doing a great job of finding him, and he's a quarterback that I thought might leave early. Uh, but, Sam, he's decided to stay, and with the fifth year and a portal and a gray shirt and everything super seniors uh, he's been around for a little while he's done a lot of damage to us but his offensive line he's been sacked seven times thus far this season yeah they dribbled him around a little bit out at ucla and maybe we can do some of that tonight but also i think of some opportunities you talked about sam pinckney this team has turned over this georgia state team a lot of these guys don't know sam pinckney you would think that would be odd but because of the transfer portal a lot of these guys don't know him I'm looking at Gavin Pringle. He's a guy who's come into this team, has established himself as a playmaker in the secondary. I'm looking for a takeaway tonight, maybe a couple of takeaways. I'm looking for him to come up big. Yeah, Dave isn't going to settle for just a couple. He wants more and then blood, and then he wants to squeeze and do everything else, especially against this team. You know, we open Sunbelt play and haven't yet talked about the importance, in my opinion, of the defense and how improved they've been. Sam, what's your thought? I think so. I think the, the pass rush, we want to see more of that tonight. Obviously, the linebackers are the backbone of this defensive unit, and John Trey Hunter making that move to the inside has been big for this defensive unit. But like I said, you got a guy in the back in the secondary that has established himself in the first few games. He's looking for opportunity. He's a ball hawk. The other guy that played really well at Charlotte, Ty G. Leach. Yeah, from out of nowhere, another new yep. guy that comes to the lineup. I thought Abraham had a very good game. Uh, he's had two or three so far this year. Uh, his parents will say, what do you mean only two or three? He's played very well, and he's been a guy that, uh, with Jordan Benziel and some of the others that have really got to the ball, our speed, I think, has made a difference. I thought Charlotte was a much bigger roster. They were huge. They had a bunch of 320-pounders. They had a guy that was 390. They were big and tall as well, but our speed was able to slow them down. Well, for Georgia State, before we go to break, I wanted to talk about Robert Lewis. 
we didn't know quite what to expect with Jamari Thrash entering the transfer portal and now moving on to Louisville. Robert Lewis has stepped right into that role. He stepped in basically with Thrash stepped in last year when Pinckney left. Right. You know, so I mean, Easel was waiting his turn and very opportunistic, and he has been the guy. When you dialed his number and come to him, he has responded. He will need to respond tonight for Georgia State to have a chance to win this football game. Yeah, and Chikai's Cradle and uh, Chikari Carter have both been other guys that if you don't go immediately to one, you've got two or three others that are available, and then Marcus Carroll to dump it off to him, and he's been a threat uh, receiving as well as obviously what he does with his legs while running the football. All right, our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff continuing here from Brooks Stadium in Conway, South Carolina. Tonight's game presented by Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium, Center Park a community-minded credit union. Coming up as we lead you up to kickoff tonight, just past 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to talk to quarterback Darren Granger. He grew up about five minutes from the stadium. This is a big homecoming for him, so he's excited to play in this football game. And we'll get his thoughts on really the win in Charlotte, the 3-0 start, and coming back here to this area to take on the Shanta Clears on the radio network and on national television. And as always, we'll preview tonight's game with head coach Sean Elliott. As we move along here, coming up after this two-minute timeout from Conway, South Carolina, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Loose Hub Kia and Coming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. 
Back here in Conway, South Carolina, Georgia State football back in the radio as we're getting set for the Panthers on a Thursday night game tonight here against the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Georgia State for the first time ever, 3-0 on the year, coming off that win last Saturday evening in Charlotte. Our Sunbelt Conference Offensive Player of the Week, none other than Georgia State quarterback Darren Granger, 466 passing yards, 27 of 33. Three touchdowns in the air, 23 yards on the ground, but one rushing touchdown. Congratulations on uh, the honor from the Sunbelt Conference, and really above and beyond that, congratulations on helping to lead this team to its first ever 3-0 start. Appreciate it. You know, we we had a great start to the season. You know, I couldn't, you know, win player of the week without my O-line, you know, my receivers and my running backs, you know, doing their job. So, you know, it's just a great all-around effort. You know, it's a team award at the end of the day. You know, can't do it without those guys. So, you know, it's a great honor and blessing. And we'll talk a little bit about more about tonight's game against Coastal Carolina. But, again, you go back to last Saturday. You were five yards off of Nick Arbuckle's all-time passing yards record. I mean, it's one of those nights, and, you know, I'm up in the radio booth, but I, you could tell you were in that groove or that zone, you know, that they refer to. Yeah, you know, me and Coach McKnight, we talk about it a lot, just, you know, finding the rhythm early, finding me some easy completions so I could find my rhythm, and, you know, that's what we did. And, you know, our running game went where it needed to be, so we had to take a little lead and, you know, take on for the passing role and just, you know, give us that spark that we needed. So, you know, it was a great all-around effort, great coaching staff, you know, they did the right job in, you know, putting us in spots to be successful. So, you know, it was a great night overall. You know, that kind of shows you the uh, the dual threat ability of Georgia State because even though we did score a touchdown, Marcus Carroll, who's been tearing it up, had 67 yards. So you're right, they did focus, and they knew that this was a really good Georgia State game on the ground. But once again, you take that away, something else pops up somewhere else and, you know, puts up numbers like you put up. Yeah, you know, we want to put the defense in the bond at all times, you know, make them pick their poison. So, you know, if you want to focus on the run game, then we go try to expose you in the passing game. You want to focus on the passing game, then we go expose you on the ground. So, you know, just being able to do both and just be a balanced offense, you know, keep a defense off balance is what we need to, you know, continue to focus on, and that's what we need to do in more games. You know, and kudos, we've said this before, to the offensive line. You don't throw 466 in the air unless they're giving you some decent time. I know you're able to roll out and make throws on the run, but even that doesn't happen if you don't have quality time you know i i tell those guys you know just make sure i appreciate i know y'all i appreciate y'all a lot you know they give me a lot of time back there i think we have two sacks but i think both of those sacks, both of those sacks are on me you know just not getting back to the line you know just trying to get out of the pocket but really they're giving me a great amount of time and you know i appreciate them so much you know just being able to go through my reads and them giving me time for that you know it's been a really helpful for me it was a record-setting night, too, for uh, one of your receivers, Robert Lewis. He was, I mean, he had six catches, uh, 220 yards, but you guys were connecting. It wasn't so much the short stuff. It was the 97 yards and the 78 yards and the 58 yards with, T- with Talik, or Talik had the 78. Anyway, the opportunities were there downfield, and you guys were connecting. Yeah, you know, we had some downfield attempts, you know. We had one with Tali where it was a busted coverage, so, you know, just making sure we hit those layups. And then it was one one play, Rob, you know, just making guys miss, you know, carrying those those extra those yards at the catch, you know, just kind of uh, making those explosive plays. And, you know, that's what we look at. Those are one of our goals for the week, you know, a expo- certain amount of explosive plays. So just being able to have those are great for our team. You know, Robert, we is pretty much we'll, we'll put him down. He and Jakaius maybe, you know, one two in as far as targets go guys that you're looking for talk a little bit about Tyleek and you know because he had a big game the other night he ended up uh 
what, five catches, 129 yards, and he had the 78-yard touchdown catch. Not someone that we have talked a lot about, but someone who has really made their presence known. You know, I, I, I think I said this during the preseason, during the offseason, I said Tully Williams could be really special. He could be a really special to his team, to, to this team. Just yards at the catch, you know, his explosive, his speed, you know, his route running, you know, it's all great. And, you know, he's continue to grow, continue to get better. And he's someone that I, I've noticed and that, you know, that people haven't talked about, but we notice in our building that he, he could be real special for us. First time since 2020 that in a game, Georgia State has had 200-yard receivers uh, in a game, of course. Again, Robert ended up with 220. You're from Conway, South Carolina, and so this game, although it's the you know, Sun Belt opener, it's, it's on the radio network, but it's on national television, this for you and you only, it's got a little bit of specialness to it because you're playing in front of the home, the hometown folks, and you're a Georgia State guy. Yeah, you know, it's it's a real special. You know, being able to do it two years ago, going down there in 2021, was a real special moment for me, and this is going to be another special moment for me again. You know, I literally live like five minutes away from the stadium, so you know, it's it's always you know a great time going back home and playing in front of my uh, my hometown and. I'm going to have a bunch of family and friends there, so, you know, it's going to be a great moment for me. All right, and lastly, we talked about this at the top. You know, great to get the Sun Belt uh, Offensive Player honors, but, again, cool to be 3-0, and something this team hasn't done, and now an opportunity to go 4-0 and and really make people step back and take a second look at what Georgia State football is doing this year. You know, this – this team is, is special, and you know we're doing some some special things. Just being the first team to go three and zero, you know it's a it's a great group of guys. You know, great group of guys to be around. You know, we playing football at a high level right now. Like we say all the time, we you know we still got things to improve on, but we're playing great football right now. Great team football, and we're winning ball games. And, you know, at the end of the day, we talk about we just want to be one and zero every week. So you know, we got to keep doing that. All right, appreciate it. Let's throw for 467 in this one, and uh, let's get out of Conway. You can wave bye to all the town folks uh, with the fourth win of the season. Yes, sir. Let's have fun back home. All right, I want to thank Darren Granger, Georgia State quarterback, joining us here in our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff. Again, coming up, Georgia State and Coastal Carolina. We're back after this two-minute timeout. We'll preview tonight's game with head football coach Sean Elliott. From Conway, South Carolina, you're listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Your home should be an extension of who you are. When your home is built better, your life just feels better. So make your new home an energy-efficient Right Choice Home from Jackson EMC. Right Choice Homes come with a three-year energy warranty and a one-year comfort warranty. And every Right Choice Home receives Jackson EMC's lowest energy rate. Step inside your comfort zone with a Right Choice Home, only from Jackson EMC. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Calling all eggheads, we have what you need. 
We sure do, David. Big Green Egg and all the accessories. 16 feet of Big Green Egg accessories. We're proud to be a gold level dealer, so we're able to bring our eggheads plenty of selection and the newest products, including the new Pizza Wedge. Those are amazing, and you can turn your Big Green Egg into pizza-making masterpiece. Come by and see our huge array of Big Green Egg gear. Autry's Ace Hardware, Thompson Bridge Road in Gainesville. 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. And now we go back to Conway, South Carolina for the Panther pregame shows. We get ready for Georgia State football as they take on Coastal Carolina on 97.5 Glory FM. Back here in Conway, South Carolina, Sunbelt opener tonight for head coach Sean Elliott and the Georgia State Panthers. Here is our countdown to kickoff. Panther pregame show continues. Georgia State a winner in Charlotte to go to 3-0 and for the first time in program history. And we welcome to the Panther Radio microphones head coach Sean Elliott. First of all, congratulations. First time uh, ever, 3-0. and We're still checking boxes 14 years in on uh, firsts for this football program, but it's great to take a 3-0 and uh, record into Sunbelt Conference play. I mean, it is. It's nice to take a 3-0. and But, uh, you know, after that win, about eight hours after it, nobody really cared about you being 3-0. and It was on to the next one, Coastal, in a short week. So uh, you really can't look back and reflect on the, the, the record. you got to go and uh, start focusing on this next opponent. Again, a short week, playing on a Thursday night, radio network, national television. you got to cram the preparation in, like you said, probably for you an hour after that game, you're already thinking about Coastal. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you can't do that. You'll burn yourself out in this profession. you got to take a little bit of break. I had about a four-hour drive from Charlotte up there. Uh, so uh, I relaxed a little bit, got me a good night's sleep, but did get up a little bit earlier on Sunday and start working. All right, so I'm sure you guys have gone back and looked at film. You can see, I remember last week we talked about the improvement from week one to week two. How about week two to week three? Played really, really well. Yeah, we did in, in a lot of areas. Um, a, lot of, a lot of areas of improvement. I mean, it's... You look at Robert Lewis, you look at our, our receiving core, uh, Darren, the way he played. Uh, overall, it was a really nice effort. I mean, our defense really, other than one particular run, shut them down in their run game. Uh, we got to get better, a little bit better in our special teams. Had some mishaps in there that we can get better and improve on. But uh, I think we did a nice job kicking the football. Liam uh, did a nice job in his, in his uh, field goals and extra points. And that one right there before the half was really big for us. So, yeah, we, we improved a little bit, and uh, we got to continuously do that. You know, we've talked about Robert, obviously had a record-setting night with uh, the six catches, the 220 yards, and uh, the two touchdowns. A guy that we haven't talked a whole lot about, uh, but again, who rose to the occasion uh, in Charlotte, was Talik Williams. Yeah, Talik's done a nice job. One of the more improved players that we have on our football team as far as securing the football, catching the football. Uh, he can be a good punt returner. Uh, so, yeah, he is, he's done a masterful job. They let him down the sideline that one play. He took advantage of it, used his speed, and got in the end zone for us. All right, last thing about Charlotte, and this is in relation to Georgia State's two-headed monster on offense. They seemed like, Charlotte did, like they were really focused on shutting down Marcus in the running game, which they did to some extent, but then the air attack really just, you know, buried them. Yeah, you know, I always say we're uh, <laughs> we take advantage of what they give us. So you, you can't be really stubborn and go in there and, and run into a brick wall with numerous bodies in there so we take advantage of the throw game and uh, we're very fortunate enough to have great receivers like Cradle and Lewis and Talik and uh, Carter and all those other guys that we have our tight ends as well um, Darren did a nice job delivering the ball and uh, and we threw it you know when you look at the defense so far eight sacks 
Uh, offensive line has only allowed three sacks, and you know you've always told me it starts right there in the middle on both sides of the ball. And right now, both sides of the ball playing really well. Well, if you're going to be a good football team, you've got to play well in those areas. And right now, we're playing consistent. Uh, we've got to get better uh, in both those areas, which we have, and we'll continuously improve. Uh, but that's the number one game. Those, those, it's the team within the team, offense and defensive line. The team within the team. You got to be good at both. 118 points in the first three games. That's a whole lot of points. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, we're just uh, we're just bebopping along. You know, we, we don't go out and we don't set goals to score 50 or 40 or 30 or whatever. We just do what it takes to win, and that's what we're trying to do. We don't think about those numbers. Uh, you know, that's great that they're up there like that. But like I said, nobody really cares right now because you got a Thursday night game right here. you got Coastal Carolina and you got a conference game. It's all about what you do lately. All right, again, as we were talking, cramming that preparation in, what's kind of been the uh... – I don't know, the hot-button topics this week with regards to focus on getting ready for these guys. Oh, I think short week, Coastal Carolina, national television, an opportunity to go in there and stay at the, the top of a conference slate. Um, that's that's reason enough. You tired of seeing Grayson McCall yet? Yeah, I mean, he's been around here for a long, long time. Uh, he's a really good football player, certainly the catalyst of their offense and their football team, a leader, a captain. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I would love to see him go, but <laughs> but no, nah, he's uh, when you when you come across good players in your career, you have respect for them, and you do. Uh, I love watching great players play. Of course, in the uh, you know, go back to the game last year. The one guy that I remember really well was I think he's an Atlanta kid, Jared Brown. He seems to be playing really well. And then, of course, a guy that we're familiar with because he was here, and that's Pinkney. Yeah, you know, that, those are two good receivers uh, that uh, are playing well for him. All right, well, Georgia State and uh, Coastal Carolina, uh, they talk about the big big mo, big momentum. You feel like we've got that right now with, uh, with the way we're playing as well as we're playing and, and coming off a nice road win uh, this past Saturday? I wouldn't call it momentum. Uh, I just think we're doing the things that we've done during the course of the offseason into our fall camp in, in the first three games. It's not momentum, it's just preparation. All right, and lastly, you were telling one of the uh, guys earlier this week, TV-wise, that uh, for Darren this is big because he's from that area. He's from right there in Conway, and he's you know playing as well as he is right now. Kind of gets to take his show back home. Well, I mean, anytime you go and you're from Atlanta and you're going back to your hometown, which is Conway, South Carolina, playing their hometown school right in there in the uh, coastal Carolina, certainly it's got to mean a little bit more. So it's going to be special for him. He's probably going to have a bunch of people there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he wants to go and play well. All right, Coach, as always, appreciate it. Let's get out of Conway with a W, and we'll talk next week. Sounds great to me. All right, I want to thank Georgia State's head football coach, as always, Sean Elliott, joining us here for a few minutes on our Panther pregame show. Countdown to kick off Sunbelt opener tonight here in Conway, Georgia State, and Coastal Carolina. We're back with the starting lineups and the opening kickoff coming up after this two-minute timeout here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Loose Hub Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale. More than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that 
That's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Ninety-seven five Glory FM. Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff continuing tonight here from Conway, South Carolina. Georgia Power is the official sponsor of the Georgia State Athletics Department. More about new ways to stay connected at GeorgiaPower.com. For Georgia State, Panthers looking to go four and zero for the first time in the history of the program harper and it's uh it's been a series this will be the seventh meeting all time it's been a series in which the road team surprisingly enough has won each of the ball games yeah isn't that interesting how uh every time we think we're going to get a home win against these guys or when they were at home going oh, i think we got this game in the bag the visitor ends up pulling it out so i like my odds again tonight this is one of the best teams to ever put uniforms on for georgia state going into the sun belt you want to win the championship you got to win game one and they're very very close we're uh, 60 minutes away from having that happen all right here's the georgia state starting lineup the quarterback will be darren granger he's from conway south carolina this is kind of a homecoming for him marcus carroll will be your starting running back amon green at tight end in place of the injured chris bird your receivers robert lewis talik williams and jacayas cradle and along that offensive line, the left tackle, Travis Glover, Jonathan Brown at left guard, Avery Reese, the center, at right guard, Trevor Timmons, and the right tackle, Montavious Cunningham. On the defensive side of the football for the Panthers, the defensive ends, Javon Dennis and Tylen Dunlap, nose guard, Henry Bryant, Shamar McCollum, or Kevin Swint will start at outside linebacker. Inside linebackers, John Trey Hunter, the leading tackler, along with Justin Abraham, Jeremiah Johnson and Ty G. Leach are the safeties. The stars, Ronald Cooper. The cornerbacks, Gavin Pringle and Bright Keese Brown. Place kicking will be handled by Liam Rickman. The punter is Cade Loggins. Braden McAllister will handle the kickoffs. And Sean Elliott in his seventh season, the head football coach at Georgia State. Panthers at 3-0. Coastal Carolina, 2-1 on the year, led by quarterback Grayson McCall and led by their head coach in his first season, 
Tim Beck. Getting interesting here as we're about ready for the coin toss. Coming up next from Conway, South Carolina, it's Georgia State football here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is Georgia State University Panthers football. Handed off Tucker Gregg into the end zone. Touchdown, Georgia State. Panthers football is made possible in part by Center Park Credit Union, Ticketsmarter.com, Northside Hospital, Ford, and Coca-Cola. Now, with the play-by-play, the voice of the Panthers, Dave Cohen. This is your hands. This is your tails. Hands. This is tails. What's your phone? Tails. Tails is this coach. We are. It is. Dave Cohen, Harper, LaBelle, Sam Crenshaw here from Brooks Stadium, Conway, South Carolina. Georgia State won the coin toss as the Panthers look to go 4-0 for the start of the season. A lot of motorcycles out on the field welcoming the shot clears onto the field. Can barely hear ourselves think, but for Georgia State, they're riding the big mo. Talked about it with head coach Sean Elliott moments ago in our pregame. A lot of momentum coming into this fourth game of the season. It's not been like this before in the history of Georgia State football where we've been playing and running downhill as opposed to getting down early. Yeah, and trying to catch up for the rest of the year. The interesting thing here tonight is that it's a short week for both teams. We were on the road, though. They had a home game. They got a good night's sleep after their game on Saturday night. We had to get up early in the morning, watch film, and then just immediately get ready for Coastal and go on the road again. So you really lose about a half to a three-quarters of a day because of that. So it'll be interesting to see how the body tunes up and is ready to go. You're not going to add a whole lot of offense or defensive strategies. You're just going to do what you do well, and so far that has bode well for the Panthers. Georgia State 3-0 wins at home over the Rhode Island Rams, the Huskies of UConn, and a win on the road last Saturday night in Charlotte, North Carolina against the 49ers. Coastal Carolina, uh, Coastal Carolina 2-1. They lost their opener in Los Angeles at UCLA 27-13. Since then, they've been at home the last two weeks. Wins over Jacksonville State and wins over Duquesne. Of course, the one benefit of having 25 to 30 idling motorcycles on the field to lead the shot of clears out of the locker room is all the exhaust that's now hovering above the football field. Yeah, I think from an environmental standpoint, the uh, CO2 reading could be off the chart right now. We may need a nice little uh, breeze. It did rain earlier today, so it'll be interesting to see how the, the field has absorbed that, whether or not it's slick and how guys are going to be able to plant initially in the ball game until they learn at full speed what the condition is in the field and whether or not it's a little wet and will cause some problems. All right, Georgia State again, 118 points the first three games. Georgia State averaging 39 points a game. And if we go back to the way this series against the shot of clears, 39 may not be enough. Yeah, my one of my fears is that there might be a lot of injuries on both sides because guys are dinged up a little bit and then they got to go full speed. The other is whether or not it's going to come down to the last possession of the ball game. It has in the past. There have been some blowouts, but Georgia State's ability offensively to score a lot. I like the fact that our defense is better than it has been in the past, at least from a statistical standpoint, Dave. And that, to me, again, bodes well for the Panthers. 
Let's check in with Sam Crenshaw walking around that Georgia State sideline right now as we get ready for the Panthers and the shot of clear. Sam? Boy, I didn't know I was going to survive exhaust fumes when I came to the game up here tonight. Man, all the hogs they just rode out of here. But it's not bike week. There's a football game going on. It's the first game of conference. Panthers win the toss, and they want the ball to start the game. So Panthers will go on offense first. Let's see what they can produce. Maybe get off to a good lead. I'm ready to kick it off, man. I can feel the energy down here on the field. I think all these motorcycles out here. I kind of like the idea, Sam and Harper, of Georgia State getting the ball first. If for no other reason, it gets Darren Granger in the game right away. Yeah, in some cases, if your defense bodes it, it will be a situation where you want them to get a three and out and get the ball back. But in this case, our offense has done such a good job over the course of the season and it's still early but we protect the ball well we have a good third down percentage we got a great running game and our passing game is is vastly improved so i'm really interested to see how we take advantage of it not just in this game but throughout the rest of the season and especially in sunbelt football well for tonight's ball game blue pants blue jerseys white numerals white helmets for georgia state white pants white jerseys teal numerals white helmets for the shot of clears of Coastal Carolina. Handling the kickoffs will be 31, Gray Hensley. And back deep for Georgia State, it'll be number one, Robert Lewis. And we are just about set for Georgia State football tonight here from Brooks Stadium in Conway, South Carolina, fourth game of the regular season. Here we go. From the 35, it is a booming kick. There'll be no return opportunity. That will land on the sea and coastal in the end zone to our left. A little bit of pushing and shoving already going on between the Panthers and the shot of clears on the opening kickoff. Georgia State will have the football at the 25-yard line. Yeah, in some respects, that's really good for the game. you got a friendly rivalry. Well, there's no friends out here right now. They are all playing for their school, even though some of these guys may know each other from high school or in some cases through the portal, uh, Sam Pinckney being the one that comes to mind but uh, we're going to go spread out with three receivers from the 25 yard line we're going to take it on the right hash marcus carroll in a running back left to right across your radio dial the tight end green goes in motion near side here's the first play in conway it's going to be a run play for georgia state running in behind the left guard in the center is marcus carroll and he will plow ahead for maybe a yard maybe two two if we're lucky gave him one so it'll be second down and nine coming up here for Georgia State. Granger right back on the ball. Granger out of the shotgun. He's going to look to throw here for the first time, and he will end up tucking it and run. 25, and he'll get to the 30. Broke a tackle up close to the 35-yard line. Gets dropped at the 34. Decision-making time there for Georgia State quarterback Darren Granger. Could not identify a receiver and took it himself. Yeah, a little bit of pressure came from the outside. They brought a linebacker to give a little extra pressure. Good job of Amon Green picking him up. But Darren saw something the left-hand side was able to pick up about eight there. We need a full yard in order to get the first. Third down in the yard. Here's the snap to Darren Farhash. They're going to give it off Marcus Carroll. The Panthers are going to get that yard plus one, maybe two. And they will move the sticks and pick up the first down. Yeah, Again, yeah. there's that third down conversion rate for Georgia State. Big Jaquan Griffin, number three, is signaling as if, no, 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 they didn't get it at all. Well, he was wrong. He got it by a full yard. First down. Third down up to the 36-yard line. And the fumble, the football is loose. Granger had to dive forward and lands on top of it. First misstep there for Georgia State. Darren Granger covered it up. No harm, no foul, no damage, and that will be a loss of about three, maybe four yards. We'll go empty backfield right now. 
Panthers have got receivers over here. Marcus Carroll's a wideout over here on the near side along with Lewis. Talik Williams in motion. Yep, they stick two wideouts to the far side as well. Granger, quick pass out in the flat. Talik Williams makes the catch. Got room, 35, 40, 45. Across midfield, across the 50-yard line. That's another Georgia State first down as they push the ball with Talik Williams into shot of clear territory. Yeah, about 23-yard pickup on that one. Talik Williams in the slot, just a quick little screen pass to him. He's able to get into shot to clear territory at the 46. Too wide to the left. Now ball at the 46-yard line. Granger, play action. Got a man over here on the near side. It's caught by Robert Lewis. He steps out of bounds. Ah, he dropped it. Oh, he did drop it. That was right in front of the shot of clear sideline. A little out of our line of sight. So it'll bring up second down and 10 now for Georgia State. Again, ball at the Coastal Carolina 46-yard line. Glad you're with us tonight here on the Georgia State Radio Network. Thursday night, Panther football from South Carolina. Here's the snap near hash. And it's going to be a run play here for Marcus Carroll. Trying to find that opening in the gap. Not going to find a whole lot there. He finds a whole lot of white jerseys, including... 47, Clinton Anakururu, who was the first in there to make the stop, and it's going to bring up third down and eight now for Georgia State. A couple of substitutions. Henry Allen comes out, Demetrius Watson, Emmanuel Johnson. Panthers on third down. Stadium pretty loud here right now at Brooks Stadium. Panthers facing third down and eight from the 46. Snap to Granger, two steps back, looking, fires to the far sides. Got a man, Jakaius Cradle, caught first down, even yards after the catch there before he gets run out of bounds. And the Panthers again pick up about 11, and they move the sticks, and they convert on third down for the second great, time. Great job of Jakaius going out of bounds. Well, coming back and staying from going out of bounds, it looks like he's hurt along the sideline. That was my biggest concern is having guys that uh, – turn ankles or, or knees I think he was landed on as the as the play was up he's, he's up right, he's but right, his right he's, ankle he's right see it Sam? looks like his right ankle and they're gonna they're gonna take a closer look at him he did a great job of staying in bounds on that comeback route the biggest thing that he did was he went past the sticks in order to be able to get the first down and gained a few after that we'll talk about it after the break yep coming out of this uh, injury timeout uh, of Jakaius Cradle and Sam will get us an update on his status. Media timeout scoreless as Georgia State is driving. They have it or will have it first and 10 at the Coastal Carolina 32 coming up after this timeout. We're back from Conway, South Carolina in 60 seconds. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, Wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Your radio station for Georgia State football, 97.5 Glory FM. 
Dave Cohen, Harper LaBelle back here at Brooks Stadium, Conway, South Carolina. Thursday night, Georgia State football here on the radio network. And when the Panthers make their way back onto the field out of this timeout, first and 10 from the 32. You know I watched those third down conversion numbers. So far, so good, Harper. Yeah, we're two of two on third down. We've got a couple of drop balls, but, uh, well, actually only one. Darren Granger is two for three for 34 yards very early in the ball game here. Sam, can you see anything? Is he under the tent uh, over on the sideline? Yes, Shekai's cradle right now is inside the tent. The doctors from the Northside uh, Hospital Sports Medicine team inside taking a look at him right now. By the way, defensively, through three games for Coastal Carolina, 19 tackles for loss, four sacks, six interceptions. Sacks, interceptions have not been a problem for Georgia State in three games this year. Well, we protected our quarterback and been able to get after the others and force some turnovers. For right now, Darren's looking good. His receivers have done some really good job of separation here early in the ball game. So, again, the speed of the Georgia State receivers is making a difference. And let's see if we can't get over the top. And we're almost in the red zone. Again, with that uh, completion for about 12 yards by Jakaius Cradle, it'll be first and 10 from the 32 for the Panthers. They're on the left hash mark. Kadarius Thompson, a wide out far side, near side. Talik Williams, Robert Lewis, Marcus Carroll in the backfield, tight end in motion. And the Panthers are going to look to run the football. Carroll broke a tackle. 25 across the 20, inside the 20, for about a 14 or 15-yard pickup. Another Georgia State first down, and the ball right now is spotted at the 18. Did a great job of breaking a tackle right through the middle at the line of scrimmage, and 14, 15 yards later, it's on the 18 now. Empty backfield. Granger going to run the football. He will barrel across the 15 down to the 14, maybe the 13-yard line. And that'll be good for about a four-yard gain for the Panthers. And we got a Panther that's up. That's Montavious Cunningham. They have tweaked his right leg a little bit. Kadarius Thompson, Robert Lewis, Talik Williams. They stick three wide, now four wide if you want to throw in them on green, the tight end, over here to the near side. Panthers coming up here on second and six. Ball right now at the 14-yard line. And they're going to hand ah. it off to Marcus Carroll. Coastal Carolina had a great read on it. And they, they're right away for the tackle. That's a loss of about two yards. Joe Cash, a redshirt sophomore, originally from Savannah, Georgia. In there on the tackle for the shot of clears. Armand Green went in motion, went across, and if he had just made contact with one of the outside linebackers, it would have been a real nice play. But he ended up, I thought, initially, oh, he's he's going to whiff on purpose so that he goes out in the flat and he should be wide open, but the play was already made. Bunch Quad, Yeah, bunch, yep. diamond formation on the far side. Third down and eight here for the Panthers. Granger looking, got a man. Robert Lewis on a crossing route, had to get to the eight, gets... That and a whole lot more. We convert again on a third down. Yeah, great job. A little in route by Robert. He made it look like he was going to go up the field and then broke it to the inside. The timing was impeccable. First and goal now from the four. Granger near hash. Going to hand it off Marcus Carroll. Carroll's going to barrel ahead, get to the three, maybe the four. A lot of pushing and shoving going on there as this play continues after the ball is ruled down. Well, forward progress is the three, so he picked up one but uh, the Chanticleer defense was able to stop him. And then after all the linemen had kind of given up, they end up pushing him back to about the six, but forward progress is at the three at second down. Thomas 
Uh, Thompson, Lewis, and Williams, the wideouts to the left. Marcus Carroll now going to leave an empty backfield. He'll line up and got whistles. Did we flinch? Offensive line may have moved. It looks like it's going to be a penalty flag assessed to Georgia State. They'll back it up five yards. It might have been a a call where you were going to just let Darren. Offense, 55. Five-yard penalty remains second down. Was that Avery Reese? Was it 65, I heard? So first penalty for the Panthers. Bring bring up second down and eight now. At the eight-yard line, here's Granger near hash. Again, three wide to the left. Aaron's just going to take the snap, tuck it, and run. Got a lot of room at the five, into the end zone. That's a Georgia State touchdown. Darren Granger on the quarterback keeper. Scampers eight yards. He cut to the right, cut back to the left, and went right into the end zone, virtually untouched. Georgia State jumps out early, 6-0. They score on their first possession of the game. Well, everything looked like it was going to go to the right. Marcus Carroll was going to the right. Darren was going to the right. But he saw something on the backside, and it opened up for him. He planted his right foot, cut back to the left-hand side, and then scoots up the field after uh, Travis Glover goes by, and he gets in the end zone for the touchdown. Georgia State has the lead. Point after attempt by Liam Rickman is up, and it is good. And Georgia State strikes first in Conway tonight. Darren Granger scrambles on an eight-yard quarterback keeper into the end zone for the touchdown. And Georgia State has jumped out here 7-0 on the shot clears of Coastal Carolina. Let's check in with Sam Crenshaw down on the sideline. It energized Georgia State sidelines. You might imagine looking at Jakai Spradle and update on him first of all. He has emerged from the Northside Hospital Sports Medicine tent. I still walking a little gingerly on that ankle. I talked with one of the doctors. They feel like it's, he's questionable. He may be able to continue later. If he's going to walk around and see if they can get that ankle to loosen up some so he can continue to play. As you mentioned, though, to score first and the way this team did it goes back to the offensive line. A big pan of biscuits for those guys. I spent some time with Avery Reese at practice and he talked about how it's been talked about this line uh, last season was not the elite offensive line of the Sun Belt Conference. What a chance to come out and establish that this year's line is that in the Sun Belt Conference in the conference opener on the road at Coastal Carolina. Big for him, big for the O-line, big for the Panthers. Well, nice way to make a good impression, especially with a national audience right now. Darren Granger had a had, well, he, he pretty much took contra- control of everything. He was 3 for 4, 46 yards in the air, as well as having 16 yards and getting that touchdown on the ground. Matthew McDoom and Jared Brown waiting for the kickoff. Here it comes from Braden McAllister. They got a return up and upended as he comes across the 20-yard line. On the return was Isaiah Guy, actually. Uh, actually, Isaiah Guy for Georgia State in on the tackle. And the shot of clears will have the ball at the 22-yard line. So the Georgia State defensive unit out on the field. Starting at the 22, Farhash. Here comes Grayson McCall. And the shot of clears of Coastal Carolina. Again, McCall impressive so far. 69% completion rate. He's thrown for 708 yards in three games, including four touchdowns. The running back is Braden Bennett. Here's the first play. McCall on a slant route. It's deflected in the air. Flags all over the place. Intended receiver was Jared Brown running a slant. 
from the near side. The penalty flag's going to go, I believe, against 24, Ronald Cooper for Georgia State. Yeah, Cooper had him wrapped around the waist and the shoulder and the hips. Good timing, but not good Pass enough. Pass interference, defense, number 24, spot foul, and an automatic first down. So a penalty on the first play from scrimmage for the shot of clears against Georgia State. 9.02 to go first quarter, 7-0 the Panthers. And that'll move the ball from the 22 up to the 33. Bennett remains in it, running back. Trips right. Bennett on the right-hand side, tight end left. Put a man in motion. And that's Sam Pinkney over here to the near side. Here's the snap to McCall. Two steps back. He'll step up in the pocket. He will dump it off, intended for Bennett. And Bennett was it was thrown a little bit behind. He had to turn and reach behind, couldn't secure the football. It'll bring up second down now from the 33. Yeah, good pressure there by Panthers. They only brought four this time, but they were able to force McCall out of the pocket. He, he moved up, had some space if he kept it but he decided to get off to his running back, but it was a wide throw. He reached one hand up to get it, and it uh, he wasn't able to make the grab. Second down and 10 now from the 33. Brown, a wide out over here on the near side. Pinkney far side. Brown now goes in motion, and they'll fake the handoff. They'll get it to Brown, and he will break a tackle. Loose football, fumbled it, and Georgia State's got the football. Panthers, after Brown made the catch, fumbled the football. Georgia State right there, ever opportunistic Panthers come away with the game's first takeaway. Well, an excellent play defensively anyways by Brycrease Brown to read that little flat screen, and he forces the fumble, and I think he may have picked it up as well. If it stands, the officials now in discussion over at the 15. The field, that he didn't have possession. By the offense, then fumble, recovered by the defense. There we go. I like that call, Dave. Sam Crenshaw right there. How'd you see it? The previous play is on the further video review. Okay. All right, so Coastal Carolina wants to go ahead and have the official. And our referee tonight is Trentis Livingston. Take another look, and that's exactly what they're going to do. That's going to lead us into a media timeout. We'll take it with them here from Conway, South Carolina. 8.51 to play here in the first quarter. Georgia State 7, Coastal Carolina nothing. We're back in 60 seconds here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Your radio station for Georgia State football. Back here in Conway, South Carolina, Georgia State football on the radio network tonight. Brought to you in part by Coke Zero Sugar and by Ford. More at Ford. 
Sportsnet.com. So the officials have taken a look, and they're in discussion with the replay booth up here in the press box. Sam Crenshaw down on the sideline. Sam, how'd you see it from your angle? You're right there at the 20-yard uh, line. Right there. I wasn't here at the minute of the play. I'm looking through some guy over some guys' shoulders, and it, it looked to me like they, they may have, you know, they may, they're probably going to rule it as an incomplete pass. I don't think he had a chance to catch it and make the move. As I like to say, Harper, did he make a football move after making the catch? Yeah, and it'll be real tough to, defi- to decipher whether or not he had a second foot on the ground. But uh, the umpire right now is going to go visit with the others. It's uh, technically at the 25-yard line on the left hash. And it doesn't look like anybody is changing sides. In other words, the defense for the Chanticleers has stayed out. And the offense on the sideline waiting for this timeout to expire. we still got about 45 seconds for TV to come back. But the, the booth is next to us, and there's a glass window in between. The biggest issue I saw, Sam, is whether or not he got that second foot down. It looked like Bryquees hit him right as he was about ready to turn. So that's the only thing that I can think of, that they would overturn it. But the ruling on the field was that it was a fumble. And I think it'd be very difficult. Now, it looks like the official is going to put it back on the 33. The, the headlinesman looks like he's going to do that. And the official, of course, our uh, our referee tonight is Trennis Livingston. We've had him earlier. Yeah. He was at, uh, I believe, our season opener. Got two seconds, one second now. TV co- is coming back, and here's the call. The video review. Pass. By the quarterback, it'll be 30-10 at the 33-yard line, close to Carolina football. All right, well, we got excited about what might have been the first takeaway. That's been overruled. Again, third down coming up here, and 10 for Grayson McCall, and the shot of clears. 8.51 to go, first quarter, 7-0 Georgia State. A big break for Coastal Carolina. Huge break for them. Looks like we're going to rush four. Man in motion here to the near side. And here's McCall. Steps up in the pocket. Going to make a throw. It's there and it's caught. First catch of the night by Sam Pinckney. Looks like he's short. It looks like he is short yeah. by... There's two officials that are off by about a half a yard. Yep. Uh, the Yeah, we're, it's, it's fourth and one. Fourth and a solid yard for Coastal Carolina. Kendall Carr, big UNC transfer. Well, they're going to bring the punt team on, which brings out some boo birds here at Brooks Stadium tonight. Yeah, Kendall Carr, the tight end, is also one of those guys that's a part of protection. Well, I thought I I didn't see the punt team coming on right away. I'm thinking they're thinking about going for it on fourth and one. Back deep for Georgia State is Jakari Carter, and it's going to be a high spiraling kick, and Carter's got it, going to make a return attempt. Evan Crenshaw, who averages 45 yards per punt in their first three ball games, handling the punting duties for the shot of clears. Georgia State will take over. Second possession here in the first quarter with 7.56 to play. It'll be first and 10. Panthers will have the football back at the 23-yard line. Again, moving left to right here in the first quarter across your radio dial. Yeah, normally we would take a timeout because we just had one to review that play. There's seven minutes, 56 seconds left to go in the first quarter. And if you're just joining us, Georgia State Panthers ahead of Coastal Carolina, 7-0. They've got the ball with seven minutes, 56 to go at the 23-yard line. 
Four wide. Granger's going to tuck the football and run. He's got room. 25-30-35. And he'll get dragged down at about the 37-38 yard line. Nice run there by Darren Granger. He picks up a first down. Yeah, they'll put it at the 37. Darren did a great job at the line of scrimmage of going through an arm tackle. Last year at this point, he probably would have got stopped at the line of scrimmage. This year, he's running through those. He's going to throw across the middle, running a slant route that time for the Panthers. And the pass falls incomplete. It was 85, the tight end, Amon Green. Yeah, Amon a little slow getting up. I think he slipped and, and fell before he wanted to, and that's just one of those things. He's not hurt. It just it hurts a lot when you, when you don't make a catch and you know you had the ball coming to you. Ball ended up falling short, second and ten. Here's the snap to Granger. They're going to run it this time with Marcus Carroll, and he just plows right up the middle. He runs so Tucker Gregg-like. Carlos Hatcher in on the tackle there, first in for the shot of clears. Yeah, nice pickup of four. Uh, Hatcher was in the air trying to avoid a block when Marcus ran into him and knocked him over. Amon Green coming out of the ball game now. So let's uh, see if Sam can decipher whether or not that's anything a little more serious. He might have landed on his uh, on his uh, ribs and, and, and taken the air out of his lungs. He may just need a couple of seconds to get it back. Carter goes in motion to the far side. Going to give us three wideouts. Granger steps up, looking. Fires, and it is incomplete. In and out of the hands of Kadarius Thompson. And for the Panthers, that's going to bring up fourth down. Timeout. A little slow getting up for Georgia State. A little slow getting up for the Panthers Trevor is Timmons. Trevor Timmons, the yeah. transfer from Charlotte. Top of the hour, stations on our radio network. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification from Conway, South Carolina tonight. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia State Football on WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. All right, so the Georgia State punt team will trot onto the field. Cade Loggins averaging about 44 yards per punt. Seth Glauzier, the long snapper. And back deep for Coastal Carolina. The ever-dangerous Jared Brown, an Atlanta kid. Yeah, and real quick, uh, Trevor Timmons gets up under his own power. Hold on. We're going to call timeout? Timeout. Georgia State, first time of the first half. Harper you, Harper, Harper, you mentioned Timmons. He has made his way to the uh, to the tent, and they're looking at that. Uh, level. Well, he just stepped out too, just emerged from the uh, from the sports medicine tent. So the red hat has made his way onto the field, signaling a media timeout, and it's a long one. But we'll go ahead and take it with him. Georgia State seven, Coastal Carolina nothing. Panthers will punt the football coming out of the. Media timeout. We've got 6.49 to go here in quarter number one. We're back at 60 seconds here in the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Loose Hub Kia and Coming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's 
That's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 Glory FM. Tonight's broadcast here on the Georgia State Radio Network presented by the folks at Center Park Credit Union, a proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Center Park, a community-minded credit union. By the way, next up for Georgia State, after playing these last two games on the road, we'll be back in Atlanta at Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Schedule does not get any easier. The defending champion, Troy Trojans, coming up on September 30th. Get your tickets while you can, folks. It's a worthwhile adventure, and Georgia State uh, football is, is around and making changes, and they're winning. It's it's a great time to come see the Panthers play. Sam, you have any updates there? Uh, two injuries now, Amon and uh, and Travis. Amon seems to be moving just fine, and Timmons is back in the huddle. He's back out on the field. He's in the huddle there waiting, for, uh, waiting to, to resume play. So that's good news. Well, we're not going to take a punter off. We're not going to punt here at fourth and six, I don't believe. Yeah, not at fourth down and six to go in at this juncture of the ball game. A couple of drop passes early. I think Darren's uh, done such a good job of protecting the football. No interceptions thus far in the season. Here we are uh, three full games and almost a quarter into his fourth game. Uh, but he's leading his receivers and, and maybe just a little bit too far out in front of him, a couple inches, not much. But the punt team is going back out. And I had forgotten, Ben, uh, excuse me, Sam, you were right, but uh, Trevor Timmons is, is a part of the punt protection. He's, he's one of the uh, personal protectors. We go with three big linemen. <laughs> we dare anybody to try to go through them. Jared Brown standing back in the Coastal Carolina 22, a dangerous punt return man. Cade Loggins standing at the 26. There's the snap, and it's an end-over-end kick. It's going to take a bounce just inside the 30, and that ball will be put down around the 10. Of course, got a wrestling match between Brown and who have a hand on it there for Georgia State. Trying to see who on the 46. Uh, that would be uh, who not, on the kick team got a hand on that. Yeah, the ball bounced yeah. as they were going down the field, and the football took place at the spot of illegal touching by Georgia State. First and ten, Coastal Carolina. Can we not get Trennis Livingston a working microphone? They need to talk to Rick Shaw. Rick knows how to get that taken care of. Get him a battery, and then get him a microphone that works. All right, Georgia State's defensive unit. Out on the field, here comes Coastal Carolina again. Georgia State, a 7-0 lead. Braden Bennett stays in at running back. And for the shot, it clears. First down at their own 24-yard line. Here's the snap to McCall. They're going to run the football. Found a little bit of a gap in behind left tackle. Bennett able to get out close to the 20, about the 28-yard line. That'll be a gain of about three. Second down coming up. And seven to go to get to that first down marker. They'll push the ball up. 
Well, they only gave him two. It's second down and eight from the 27, not the 28-yard line. Three down lineman. And the rush in there for Georgia State. Now two looks like we're going to throw a little bit at McCall, but he'll roll out. McCall's on the run. He's going to get rid of it and throw it out of bounds. Great job on the pursuit there by Georgia State. And who was that? None other than Javon Dennis in pursuit and made contact and really disrupted McCall. Boy, from the left end spot, he went around the right tackle and just like a dart went after McCall and forces him to throw the ball out of bounds. He was outside the pocket, so there's no penalty at all, but Javon Dennis doing a fantastic job. Normally don't see him on the outside, but uh, he's he's normally an interior lineman, but he's doing a great job thus far on the outside at left end. Third down and eight now for McCall, and the shot of clears. Here's the snap. McCall, two steps back, going to look to unload. Far side of the football field, and oh, late flag thrown. I thought there was good coverage on the other side there by Georgia State's Bright Keys Brown. Sam Pinckney was the intended receiver, and that's going to give Coastal Carolina now with a penalty flag a first down. Yeah, Sam couldn't get his arms up. I think the pass was overthrown. There was great contact at the line of scrimmage, and it slowed Sam down. Uh, McCall had to get rid of it. We brought seven guys rushing uh, to get after him, so he had to get rid of it quickly, and, and it looks like Bright Crease had his hand in the cookie jar, and we'll find out right here. Pass interference, defense, number the previous spot, automatic, first down. Well, it was Bright Keys Brown. If we could get him a working referee's microphone on the sideline. C.J. Beasley, a redshirt junior running back out of Norfolk, Virginia, is in the ballgame now. He lines up in the backfield along with Braden Bennett, so it looks like they're going to go with two running backs. They're going to stick three wideouts to the right side on first and 10 from their own 42-yard line. So that's technically your tight, your left tackle is an eligible receiver. Snap coming up here to McCall. And McCall's going to keep the football. Oh, he got drilled from the far side of the field. On the hit there was 24, Ronald Cooper. What a great play by Cooper. Yeah, I guess we've seen something on film. They did that before. You line everybody to the right, but they run to their left. And it was kind of like a wishbone thing where it looked like maybe C.J. Beasley was going to be a blocker along the outside and kind of set the edge. But uh, Cooper did a great job of from the left-hand side crossing outside the tackle. Second down, and they lost two, Dave. Is that three? Three yards. It's balls at the 39. Big tight end. Carr goes in motion. That'll give him three wide to the right. Here's the snap to McCall. Dumps it off over here to Bennett. Bennett sidesteps one tackler. He ain't getting around the second and the third. And got wrestled down by Ty G. Leach, the yeah. 5'11 senior transfer from Lehigh. Remember yeah. how well he played at Charlotte? Yeah, John Trey Hunter also there to make the tackle. He got around Gavin Pringle at the 20, excuse me, at the 37, 38 yard line. And, and by the time that uh, John Trey and Leach got there, that nothing happened. In, and they're actually thinking he stepped out of bounds at the 38. Third down and 14 now for the shot of clears. Ball spotted at the 38. Here's McCall. He's going to look to go downfield right across the middle. Got a man. It's caught. And that's going to be a first down. And tripped up Tyson Mobley on the reception there. First big play from Grayson McCall will be a Coastal Carolina first down. And they will push the ball into Georgia State territory. At the 29-yard line, huge play there from McCall. Mobley, excuse me, from Mobley. We rushed four. 
you give a quarterback like McCall that type of time, and he found the receiver over the middle of the field. It's a first down now for the Chanticleers. First time they've been in Georgia State territory. And they pick up 33 yards on the pass play to Mobley. And here's the snap now to McCall. They'll keep it. Oh, they fake the handoff. They're going to dump it out to Jared Brown. He broke one tackle across the 25, still on his feet. Panthers are going to have to gang tackle Jared Brown. He is a tough cookie to bring down to the turf. Yeah, absolutely. Eight-yard pickup there along the Panther sideline on the far end of the field. Chanticleer's going from right to left across your radio dial. He gets the ball at about the 31 or 2 and avoids a tackle. He's going to check his shoe right now. Looks like uh, the heel of his shoe came disconnected there. He's fine and at the line of scrimmage. Braden Bennett in the backfield. Second down and two. The ball at the Georgia State 21. Here's McCall. Quick toss. They're going to toss it now to Pinkney. Pinkney's got some room. 25-20. And Sam will get hit as he comes across the 20 down close to the 15. That'll be enough for a Coastal Carolina first down. My guess is they'll put the ball at the 16, maybe the 15-yard line. Yeah, double reverse, you give it to Pinkney, ends up getting five. He needed two for the first down, so a lot of running only to get five yards, but uh, it did accomplish what your goal was. Bennett stays in at running back. They got a couple of wideouts over here to the near side, including Jamison Tucker out of Malden, South Carolina. Also Jared Brown. Here's the snap from the far hash, the right hash from McCall. He's going to hand it off to Bennett. Bennett's going to get swallowed up even though he may pick up a yard. It looked like it was big Henry Bryant for Georgia State, one of the new faces on this football team. A redshirt sophomore at 290 out of Delray Beach, Florida, but a transfer to Georgia State from Louisville. Yeah, he and second down and nine. Justin Abraham in on that play as well. They spread all the receivers out and then just gave it in between the guards, really. It was just designed to go right up the middle of the field. Good job there by the Panther defense. Tucker and Brown over here to the near side. They got two wideouts to the right of Grayson McCall. Now Bennett will shift to his right. Here's the snap to McCall. Ball again at the 13. They will go towards the end zone. The intended receiver down here in the far left corner of the end zone was Jared Brown. It was way overthrown. Jared in the slot running a little bit of a corner route. He makes a move and bumps into a Panther defender. So incidental contact, and there was no penalty flag needed to be thrown, and it wasn't. But it sets up now third down in a long nine yards. 148 to go first quarter here in Conway, South Carolina tonight. Third down and nine. Ball at the 13-yard line. 7-0 Georgia State here in the first. Do you blitz the house again? We did that last time, and we were able to get McCall out of the pocket. The last time that we didn't do that, we ended up with a big completion. McCall out of the shotgun, looking to go to the far corner of the end zone again to Brown over thrown and I'm looking around real quickly eyes darting from left to right to see if there's a penalty flag there is none and that'll bring up fourth down the drive will stall at the 13 yard line yeah good job there defensively I I believe that was uh, Jeremiah Johnson as a safety doing a great job of not making any contact with his hands they did bump hips together but now it's a field goal attempt and that'll be number 31 Liam Gray he's six out of eight for the field uh, so far this season, 75%. His long was 43 yards. This will be a 30-yarder. Red shirt sophomore from Colorado. Now we got flags. We got movement. The question is, who moved first? Was yeah. it somebody in a white jersey or somebody in a blue jersey? Well, they had a, a, a verbal call, hut, and then the guys moved. Our guys moved, but did one of their guys flinch? 
That should be an easy call, but I think you've got two officials that are saying different things. Defense. It's a contact. Five-yard penalty. All right, well, we got a little bit of that. Really, all the only takeaway we needed was it was against Georgia State. And that's their fourth penalty. We haven't had one yet called on the Chanticleers. So the ball will go to the nine-yard line. A little chip shot here. It'll be a 25-yard field goal. And the officials that are under the goal post now are asking our referee to do something a little Coastal different. Coastal Carolina coach decided to decline the penalty. The ball be placed back at the previous spot. Replay fourth down. Okay, interesting call there. Tim Beck, head coach, says, no, I like my angle a little bit better. As a 30-yarder as opposed to a 25-yarder, I certainly understand that. So Liam Gray on to attempt the 30-yard field goal. Gray again, 6 of 8 on field goal attempts this year. The ball is down. The kick is up. It is on its way, and it is good. Coastal Carolina on the scoreboard here with 139 remaining in the first quarter. It's now a 7-3 ball game. So good news there for Georgia State. Credit the defense. The big play on the drive was McCall 33 yards to Mobley into Georgia State territory, but able to keep him out of the end zone. Yeah, we gave up a big play, Dave, and, and, you know, you never want to do that, especially on a third down. What is a 33-yard completion? Um, that ended up t changing everything. The, the the field shifted, the momentum shifted, but the Panther defense has done a good job of tightening when they needed to. They did get one additional first down. That was off of that big play by Sam Pickney, the double reverse, but we stalled them out after that. So it ends up being an 11-play, 63-yard field goal drive, 4 minutes, 59 seconds. You know, it's been interesting. Both of these teams have had longer drives. You know, we're, we're used to those three-minute and two-second drives for touchdowns. And this one was almost five minutes, and we settle with the field goal. So the Panthers ahead here with one minute, 39 seconds left in the first quarter with the 7-3 lead. All right, Liam Gray will stay on the field. Kick from the 35, Robert Lewis back deep for Georgia State. High end over end kick. That'll land on the O in Coastal in the end zone. Outer window to the left. The ball will come out to the 25-yard line. And that is where Darren Granger and Georgia State will start this possession. Let's check in with Sam Crenshaw down there on the Georgia State sideline. Obviously, his defense is energized. Like you said, so take away the big play. His defense has played tremendous, tremendously well, putting some pressure on McCall as well. John Trey Hunter was out the back end of that series, and he's been sitting here on the bench. But taking a look at him, some of the training staff been over to get a look at him. They're going to see what's going on if he's going to be able to continue. All right, first down for Georgia State at their own 25. Again, left to right here in the first quarter. And it's going to be a pass thrown there by Granger, intended for Jakari Carter. Not a good release there by Darren. He'll bring up second down. No, I think he had to go around a defensive lineman who had his hand up. But uh, nonetheless, that wasn't his best throw. Darren is three for seven now. This is the first time all season he's been under 50%. Maybe a little nerves, you know, playing in front of the home folks and talking about it with play-by-play uh, -play guys as much as he did throughout the course of the week. Now it's just time to get that ball into the receiver's hands. Granger going to add a football to Marcus Carroll. Carroll's got some room running in behind. Right tackle and right guard up across 
and close to the 30-yard line, Michael Mason there on the tackle for Coastal Carolina. Starting defensive end, a transfer from Wofford originally out of Florence, South Carolina. Came in with 16 tackles, three for loss, two sacks. So running at Mason, who ends up making the stop. It'll bring up third down and eight now for the Panthers. Ball at the Georgia State 27-yard line. Here's Granger, two steps back. In the pocket, unloads, got a man, it's caught! And a first down for Georgia State. On the reception that time, number zero, Peter Kikwata, one of the newcomers in this Georgia State football team. And the Panthers convert on third down, about a 23-yard pickup, and a bullet thrown there by Darren Granger to Kikwata. And great patience there. The, the pocket was collapsing on him, but he was able to get the ball out. Jakari Carter on mo- in motion. Granger going to throw on the run, and he's got Carter. Carter going to look to stay in bounds. Gets hit right away by Juan Powell, who's an Atlanta kid, a transfer from East Carolina to Douglas High School originally. And that'll be another Georgia State first down with 25 seconds and counting here in the first quarter. 12-yard pickup on that last play, ball on the 36. Here's the snap on first down. Keep it on the ground with Marcus Carroll. He had a nice head of steam going there, but got tripped up running through all of the white jerseys. And that's going to be that's going to be about a seven-yard pickup there to bring up second down and three now for Georgia State. Moving downfield quickly here late in the first. Granger lobs towards the end zone near sideline, and that's that should be a pass interference. Thank you very much. There you go. Pass interference. The intended receiver was Robert Lewis, and they had him all sorts of covered up. Robert did a great job of making it look like he was going to make a break at about the 10 or 15, and then he just turns the Jets on. And the defender, if he turned, I believe that's Courtney Eubanks. Number two, yeah, absolutely. Courtney Eubanks ends up having to grab him while the ball's in the air. Now, if it's a defensive penalty. Defense, defense, number two. It will be 15 yards starting. The second quarter, first and ten. All right, what were you saying? I was going to say, if it's the last play of the of, of the quarter and it's a defensive penalty, I thought we were going to play another play, uh, but we're going to just take the timeout and we'll uh, flip sides and the Panthers will get the ball. Uh, I believe it will be on the two-yard line. All right, first quarter is in the books here tonight at Brooks Stadium at uh, Conway, South Carolina. Georgia State right now knocking on the door leading Coastal Carolina 7-3. We'll take the timeout with them. We're back in two minutes from Conway, South Carolina tonight. Sunbelt opener for Georgia State. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED induct air purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, Wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. When energy efficiency is done right, the advantages are dramatic. 
At Jackson EMC, energy efficiency is integrated into every facet of our Right Choice Home program. From how it's designed to the way it's constructed, saving you money each year on your energy bill. Talk to a certified Right Choice Home Builder to learn how energy efficiency is built into every Right Choice Home. Right Choice Homes. Energy efficient. Guaranteed. And only from Jackson EMC. Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Bushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 8.30 and 11.30 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org. Org slash black and blue. 97.5 Glory FM at the end of one. Georgia State 7, Coastal Carolina 3. Get ready for the second quarter live from Conway, South Carolina with Dave Cohen. Second quarter coming up here from Conway, South Carolina. Dave Cohen along with Harper LaBelle, Sam Crenshaw down on the sidelines, engineer Rick Shaw, studio producer Jeff Walker. Tonight's game presented by Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Center Park, a community-based credit union. Seven to nothing, Georgia State, as we start the second, and the Panthers knocking on the door. Well, all things start offensively with Darren Granger. He's five for nine with 83 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. So his completion percentage is 56. His quarterback rating is 133. The Panthers have 83 yards in the ground, 60 I'm sorry, in the air and 60 on the ground. We had three penalties in the first quarter for 31 yards, nine first downs. We were four out of five, Dave, out of your favorite stat. Sam, it looks like uh, they'll put the ball at the nine-yard line. It will be a 15-yard penalty from the previous spot. So first and goal for, no, I'm sorry, they're putting it at the 14. So they only gave him a 10-yard penalty with that. All right, coming out of the timeout, here comes Georgia State. The wideouts over here, Jakari Carter and Robert Lewis over here to the near side. Good news, Panther fans. Almond Green back in the ball game. He'll be back at tight end. He's going to line up in the left slot, slot position. Actually, not a slot, but behind big uh, Travis Glover and our left, uh, left guard. First down at the 14-yard line. Green goes in motion. And a little bump on the exchange there. They get it, Marcus Carroll. Coastal Carolina trying to rip that ball loose. And he'll pick up, looks like about four yards on the play. Boy, it looked like a jailbreak there, Dave. All of the defensive linemen got around our offensive linemen when the handoff occurred. Marcus did a fantastic job to get back to the line of scrimmage, but he actually picked, picked up two. Picked up one. Oh, you gave him one? All yeah. Right. Snap coming up for Georgia State on second down. Right to left here, Granger fakes the handoff, throws across the middle, caught! Robert Lewis on a slant into the end zone. Touchdown, Georgia State. 13 yards. Granger to Robert Lewis starting out near side, running a slant right towards the middle of the end zone. Made the catch, dragged a defender into the end zone, and Georgia State is on top here at Coastal Carolina, 13-3. Another great decision by Darren Granger. You've got one-on-one coverage. Number five, Keontae Jenkins had a huge island from the sideline 
to almost inside of the hash marks where he had to guard Robert Lewis all by himself. And as Dave said, that quick little slant route, Darren read it perfectly. He caught the ball at the five. He gets into the end zone for the touchdown, and the extra point, Dave, is good. Liam Rickman splits the uprights on the PAT. Georgia State quieting the crowd here in Conway as the Panthers put together a seven-play drive, 75 yards, two minutes and 14 seconds, 13 yards on the pass play. Again on a slant route right to the middle of the end zone. And the pass completed there from Granger to Robert Lewis. Robert catches his fourth touchdown pass of the season. Another one in the books for Darren Granger. And the Panthers now lead it 14-3. Great, great job of coming out of that break. You know, the first play of the quarter, and you might have a little lull or whatever, but uh, excellent play calling as well. Good job for the coaching staff of being able to isolate Robert on that left-hand side. You run a quick little play fake, and Darren had all kinds of time to make that happen. Granger now has thrown seven touchdown passes this season. And a correction, that was touchdown reception number five there for Robert Lewis. Again, seven plays, 75 yards. And the Panthers will kick from their 35. It'll be a bounce. It'll be picked up there at the just inside the 10-yard line on the return for Coastal Carolina. Simpkins. Simpkins on the return. Yeah. Took J- it off a of one bounce, it looked like. Yeah, Javan Simpkins. Looks like there's a flag on the play as well. Simpkins, a freshman running back at 5'9", originally out of Miami, out of Norland High School. Flag on the play, thrown back at the 15. Yeah, two flags. That usually means there's a hold or a block in the back. Now, did our referee, Trentus Livingston, get a new battery or a new mic? I hope so. Illegal block in the back. Return team, number nine. Be first in Carolina. Well, the flags are on the 15-yard line, so that'll back them up to the... Well, legal block in the back. Are they going to go half de- the distance? Sam? This defense is about to go back to work, and I was over uh, just listening behind the bench. Correction, half the distance. All right. They're being encouraged to contain on McCall, to get contained on Grayson McCall and get the hit on him. So watch for the things up front, the guys up front. Javon Dennis and that crew to really bring the pressure. C.J. Beasley in at running back. Jordan Vanzell in the lineup right now for the Panthers. McCall out of the shotgun. Out our window to the left. They're going to put their tight end in motion. That's, well, actually, that's, that's a Pinkney. receiver. That's Sam Pinkney. I saw the five. It's And we got a flag thrown even before the play or as the play starts. They wrap up McCall, who took off and ran straight ahead, but a flag thrown at the 10-yard line. Might be a flinch. or Nope, offsides. Looks like the Panthers offsides. lined up offsides. Defense, number 17. Five-yard penalty remain first down. That's assessed to Shamar McCollum. A few too many penalties here in the first half. Yeah, I thought we had four. Um, How many we got? My counting. This is the fourth. We had three for now. Uh, now we have four for 36 yards. Coastal had two for 24. All right, with the penalty first and five now. Ball at the 13-yard line. McCall again out of the shotgun. Beasley in it running back. Jared Brown goes in motion. Keep an eye on him. They swing it out to him over on the far side of the field. He's tough to bring down. He runs into three or four blue jerseys. They're going to push him all the way back. Ronald Cooper was there. Bright Keith Brown was there. And 
All you got to do is watch the film from last year's game to know you got to know where 14 is on the field all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And he did a great job of avoiding a, a situation. He bumped into Sam Pickney, who was blocking for him, but he gets out to right about the 20-yard line for the first down. Here's McCall again. Got to step up, throw down the far sideline. It's incomplete. The intended receiver was Sam Pinkney over right in front of the Georgia State bench. Yeah, that was just a bad throw. It was way behind. I understand back shoulder, but that wasn't even close. Pinckney around the sideline just had to literally stop and fall back. He couldn't get his feet underneath him at about the 45-yard line, running a go route. So it'll be second down, and again, C.J. Beasley in the ballgame, replacing Bennett at the running back slot. McCall 6'3", 220, redshirt senior, Indian Trail, North Carolina, 69% completion rate. Here's the snap. Quick out pass in the flat here. It is caught, and not a whole lot going down below. On the reception that time was Kyle Duplessis, and he gets run out of bounds over here on the near sideline. John Trey, Hunter, Gavin, Pringle there pretty quickly. Yeah, John Trey did a great job of reading that play. Pringle just tried to keep contained, but uh, I also want to say good credit there goes to number 24, Ronald Cooper, uh, for catching up and, and, and turning that into a minimal gain of about two yards. Third down and eight now for the shot of clears. Ball at the 22. Played two minutes here in the second quarter. Georgia State 14, Coastal Carolina 3. Here's McCall again out of the shotgun. Three steps back, has pressure, and he's got to throw the ball into the turf. Great pressure there coming for Georgia State. No right. The quarterback was... Javon Dennis and Shamar McCollum. Yeah, McCollum. Jordan Vensale absorbed a, a big block there along the right side. So we were bringing the house again. Shamar McCollum has really turned into a guy that has been putting a lot of pressure. But Dennis, oh, my gosh, here's a guy. Um, where's he been? <laughs> He's been here. He has, he has improved so much from where he was. Crenshaw, Crenshaw will punt the football. Fair catch signaled for by Georgia State's Jakari Carter. And the Panthers will have the football, Harper, in really good field position. Best position of the ball game Timeout. thus far. Will it be at about the 43-yard line? Got immediate timeout here in Conway with 12.43 to play in the second quarter. Georgia State will take over and, again, have really good field position at the 43, their own 43-yard line, moving right to left across your radio dial. When we get back, it'll be first and 10 from the 43. Again, Georgia State leading it 14-3 here tonight. In Conway, South Carolina, we're back in 60 seconds. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Loose Hub Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale. More than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 Glory FM. 
Back here at Conway, South Carolina tonight. Great college football weather. Of course, we're not far from Myrtle Beach and the East Coast, so you get a little bit of that breeze coming off the ocean to keep the temperatures on the cooler side. So far, cooler, calmer, and collective has been Darren Granger on his return to his hometown of Conway. He's looked good so far. He's got Georgia State on top of Coastal here, 14-3 early in the second quarter. Yeah, he's done a good job of you know bouncing back after a couple of incompletions early in the in the quarter and and that that touchdown throw that he just had sam if you could join me if you've got the ability um his calmness his maturity level everything about him in my opinion is so leaps and bounds above where he was at this point last year um you've got a good offensive line but if you've got a quarterback that is really experienced and and has the ability to lead like he's been doing sky's the limit it's really showing in the panther lineup now well we talked about this from the outset you got two very mature and experienced quarterbacks who've had a great deal of success so you kind of expected great things to happen with the, with, with ranger but this is mccall who's had the struggles tonight the georgia state defense has had things to keep him off balance they want to continue to do that and let's see if the offense puts more points on the board here Kadarius Thompson, Amon Green, near side. Jakari Carter, Robert Lewis, far side. Boy, Jakari is inching very, very close to being offsides. He sure as is. A, uh, as an offensive player, you never want to see that happen. The official standing right there. Green in motion. They fake the handoff to Carroll. Granger being pursued. Going to throw on the run. Ah. Jakari Carter, the intended receiver ball, deflected out of bounds by the Coastal Carolina defender. And it will bring up second down and 10 now for Georgia State. 12.36 to go here in the second quarter. Coastal Relief sniffed that play out. Number 47, Clinton Anojikwoyu. He he did a great job of of forcing Darren out of the pocket to throw a little bit earlier than he wanted to and forcing a second down. Going to run right up the middle. Marcus Carroll, huge run straight up the middle across the 45, gets across midfield the 50 into Coastal Carolina territory. That'll pick up about 11 and a Georgia State first down. They'll put it right at the Coastal 45. Granger. They fake the handoff, throw down the far sideline, and it's incomplete. Robert Lewis, the intended receiver, on the coverage down the far sideline there for Coastal Carolina. Looked like that was Matthew McDoom, the sophomore from Winter Garden, Florida. How'd you like to be a corner or a safety with the last name McDoom? Well, he should play for the Legion of Doom in Seattle, but he's too young to be able to do that. And McDoom did a great job of step-by-step striding with Robert Lewis. We'll see if that opens up later in the ballgame. Carter goes in motion, and he'll get a pass. He will turn across the 45, up close to the 40. Gets upended there on the tackle. That looked like number zero, the nickel, Juan Powell, the East Carolina transfer. Again, I mentioned him earlier. He's an Atlanta kid out of Douglas High School. They've got a lot of Atlanta kids here. Sam will tell us more about that later on, but they do recruit the state very uh, proficiently through the Chanticleers. Third and six, not quite seven, but a long six yards. Looking for some play action here, Dave. Carter in motion here to the near side and a flag thrown. I can't see the play clock from the other side, so that'll be a five-yard penalty. Illegal snap, offense number 65, five-yard penalty, Ah. remain third down. Well, that'll make this third down situation a little tougher. So I guess Avery Reese ended up flinching the ball. I didn't see it. 
I didn't see it either. He made it seem like an illegal snap. I never saw the ball move. No, he didn't snap it, but he must have flinched it. So that's our fifth penalty here tonight. Empty backfield. 11.37, not a go. Panthers have got to get to the 35 to keep the drive alive here. Shot is having some moving around here late. I'm, I'm thinking they're going to blitz, so if there's anything that opens up in the middle, there, there should be a spy middle linebacker who watches Darren just to keep him from... Snap to Granger. Pocket collapses, and he's going to get dragged down from behind. You saw that whole thing developing, as Harper was saying. And it was Wyatt Gideon, number 34, who came in and made that stop. So that'll bring this drive to an end. Gideon, a freshman linebacker from Ohio. And on to do the punting now for Georgia State is Cade Loggins. Back deep, Jared Brown now for Coastal. Had lockdown coverage at the line of scrimmage, and you got to run longer routes, so nobody got open, and that forces the punt, which Georgia State's in position to do right now. High spiraling kick. Brown is going to watch it sail over his head, and that'll bounce into the end zone and out the side of the end zone. It bounced at about the three or four. And took a second bounce at about the one, but... uh, Coverage team wasn't down there, so we'll take a timeout and they'll get the ball at the 20-yard line to take over first and 10. All right, 10-28 to go. Got a media timeout here in Conway. Georgia State 14, Coastal Carolina 3. Shot of clears. We'll have the football when we get back on the other side of this 60-second timeout on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The alumni office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. 97.5 Glory FM. Here in Conway, South Carolina tonight. Glad you're with us here on the radio network. Georgia State football on the radio network tonight. Brought to you in part by Ticketsmarter.com, Northside Hospital, and Center Park Credit Union, a community-minded credit union. Also want to thank the Georgia State University Bookstore. Tonight's game made possible in part by the folks there. Offering a selection of Panther gifts and apparel locations on the downtown Atlanta campus as well as Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Well, Sam, defense has to go back out and get a stop. They'll start at the 20-yard line. They've been pretty impressive so far. If you look at the Coastal Carolina stats, 67 total yards, Sam. They got 59 passing, 8 yards rushing thus far here in the ballgame. We talked a lot from the top of the broadcast about Georgia State offensively, but they're putting on quite a display defensively, and we thought we had a takeaway earlier. I'm still looking for the takeaway. 
That's the other thing you look for with this team. And with the kind of pressure they're bringing on Grayson McCall, that sets the stage for some interceptions. Let's watch what happens in the back end, in the second year, if they can get one. And oh, by the way, you talked about high school recruits. I think there are about 18, 19 players from Georgia play the high school ball in Georgia on this coastal roster this season. If anybody would know that number, it would be Sam. Sam, how many South Carolina players have uh, crossed the border and gone over into Georgia? Do you know that number off the top of your head? That number I'm not sure of. <laughs> well, he, he knows it, folks. He's just not. He's going to wait a couple seconds to give it to us. Ten minutes, 28 seconds left to go here in the second quarter. Ball on the right hash. Looks like uh, Braden Bennett back in at running back. All right, coming out of that media timeout, again, 10.28 to go. Here's the snap coming up here to McCall. McCall going to hand it off to Bennett. Bennett's going to run in behind right tackle and right guard. Georgia State, a great read on the bunch of blue jerseys there. I don't know if you can give the tackle to one guy. There was three or four in there almost. Well, I think it was Abraham. Justin. Justin Abraham did a great job of just jetting through, reading that play, and seeing a hole in between the center and the left guard. Able to make that. John Trey, Hunter, John Trey Hunter comes off the field. Sam will check in to make sure that uh, everything's okay with him if, if it's a substitution or something a little more serious. Also in Anthony Bloom, the Norfolk State transfer. Second down and 11. Coastal lost a yard. And here's McCall chased out of the pocket. He'll throw on the run. Sam Pinckney. Did he hold on? Yes, he did. Up across the 20, close to the 25. I thought the ball hit the ground as he was being tackled but nope they'll give it to him at the 28 so that'll bring up third down now at about three pinkney now going to switch and line up as a wide out far side of the field jared brown and jameson tucker over here to the near side even though he's wearing white dealing with sam when he was at georgia state good kid yeah yeah, I was. Uh, I didn't want to see him leave. Tucker in motion. Here's the snap to McCall. He will step up. He's going to throw it and hit immediately by Pringle. Is that enough for the first down? I mean, literally right at the 30-yard line, and they're going to give him the first down. And forward progress will be to the 32. Caught there by Kendall Carr, the former North Carolina Tar Heel, who's a tight end now for the shot of clears. Well, McCall once again feeling the pocket collapse. And really having nowhere to run, has to trust his arm, and he does so. He gets the first down, uh, balls on the right hash at the 32. 8.35 and counting here in the second quarter. Jared Brown now lines up behind the quarterback. They're going to hand it off to Bennett, and Bennett gets a hard run, helmet down, running straight forward, a little bit behind right guard, and he's going to be brought down shy of the 40-yard line at about the 37. That'll be about a four-yard pickup there for the Coastal Carolina running back. Don't know if you guys can pick up on it. People up in the upper deck are starting to move. We got the precipitation that we had earlier today yep. here in the Myrtle Beach area has returned. I can see it in the light, Sam. Well, that was an interesting where uh, Jared Brown lines up in the pistol and Braden Bennett was to his left. Different slot this time. Snap on second down at five. Here's McCall over here to the near side. Finds Sam Pinckney. Gets around one defender. Cross midfield. Cross the Georgia State 45. And he's run out of bounds at the 43. First down for the shot of clears. Another catch for the former Panthers, Sam Pinckney. That'll be a pickup of 20 yards. Now it's about a 15, yeah, 14-yard reception, but Sam ends up straight arm. Timeout. 
Georgia State. Second timeout of the first half. 30 seconds. Straight arm and pushing the defender down and then wait, needing John, or excuse me, Justin Abraham to knock him out of bounds after that 20-yard pickup. Please reset the game clock to 7.34. Thank you. So they'll add four seconds to the game clock. 14-3, Georgia State leading Coastal Carolina on the road tonight. And that's going to lead us into a media timeout. We'll take it with them. Back in 60 seconds from Conway, South Carolina tonight, you're listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. we got more for you coming up next on 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. And we've lost our feed from Georgia State. Stay tuned. We've got much more for you coming up next here on 97.5 Glory FM, your Brooks radio Stadium station Conway, for Georgia. 14-3 Georgia State holding on to a lead over the Coastal Carolina Shanta Clears. As Sam uh, pointed out, you look up into the lights, Harper, the rain is falling. It rained. We had a thunderstorm, actually, early this morning. It's rained a little bit here and there over towards Myrtle Beach, and uh, it was not raining when we got here. As a matter of fact, it was nice and sunny, but uh, the rain is falling. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's going to affect the Panthers offensively as much. It will a, uh, a wet ball for the quarterback to throw for both sides. However, our run game is so strong. Now, it may affect the score. There may be longer drives that need to take place, but uh, I think we were better built for uh, misty weather right now. Sam, if you can hear, is this a, uh, a mist or it's not a downpouring? I mean, these aren't big drops. No, it's not a downpour, but it's just enough to let you know that it is raining. And if it continues like this, you know, it may be... Make the surface play surface a little bit slick. Um, and like you said, they could play in the Panthers' advantage long-term because of how we lean on the running game. So here we go, coming out of the media timeout. Coastal Carolina first down at the Georgia State 43. Is that formation again? Yep, and it's going to be a handoff to Jared Brown. Panthers got to keep an eye on Brown. He's going to try to run to the far side of the field, and the Panthers will pursue and will stop that. He was lucky if he, well, he didn't even get back to the original line of scrimmage, lost about a half a yard on that play. He really tried to set it up, so he takes it from a pistol position behind the quarterback and going to a left-hand side. He wanted to get outside the left tackle, but great job of contain there by Panther defensive uh, and uh, Ricardo Williams of forcing him back to the inside, and by that time, 
linebackers and John Trey Wilson, or excuse me, John Trey Hunter is back in the ball game. Make a nice stop for the Panthers. Second down and ten from the 43. Jared Brown in motion here to the near side. And it's going to be a keeper nice. there by Grayson McCall, and he got drilled ASAP by Justin Abraham. 48 there for Georgia State. What a great play by Abraham. Abraham on the left side defensively going against the right uh, tackle, and he read that play perfectly. A keeper by McCall. He was going to call his own number, try to roll outside and make something happen in the flat, but uh, no way. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Abraham gets him for about a five, well, four-yard loss now. The ball's back at the 49-yard line. Brings up third down and 16 from the 49. That's right there just inside Georgia State territory. Only rushing three, Dave. Man in motion here to the near side. McCall steps up in the pocket. He's going to have to dump it off over here to Bennett. Bennett broke, broke one tackle, got upended as he gets dropped just shy of the 40-yard line. Boy, another nice attempt there. Almost got him. John Trey Hunter at about the 46-yard line. Bennett ends up getting out of that, but three other Panthers, including number six, Jeremiah Johnson, knock him down at the 42. It's fourth down and long enough to where you're not in field goal range, Dave, so I'm wondering if they're going to go for it, or do you take a delay of game penalty and push it back five yards and try to get the ball inside the 20-yard line for the Panthers. Boy, what kind of an impact player has Jeremiah Johnson, the transfer from the Mississippi Delta Community College, had so far this year? Hey, you know what? You get good players that want to come here, and if you can play, you're going to find a way on the field, and he's done a fantastic job. All right, on to punt the football is 28, Evan Crenshaw. Back deep, Jakari Carter. We call timeout again. Hold on. They were going to try to speed Timeout. Georgia State, this is their third... I think we only had 10 guys on the field. 30 seconds. So head coach Sean Elliott will use a 30-second timeout. Please reset the game clock to 5-12. Thank you. Yeah, they were trying to get personnel set, and I don't think they had enough people out there, Harper. Right up to right before the snap was going to go off. Sam, looks like the rain has uh, slowed down a little bit. Yeah, it has stopped for the moment. You know, we're right here on the coast. And, you know, they're expecting in a day there'll be something from a storm that's coming through in the east. They, they really are expecting to get some rain in the next couple of days. But it was supposed to hold off for today and tonight. And well, there was a different story this morning, right, all over the place. And, you know, I think there's still like a 20% chance. So we had some for a while, and then it stopped. It well, made, it, Sam, you know how tough Dave is. He doesn't let a little rain stop him from going to a local record store and uh, making a purchase like he did today. Crenshaw now will punt the football. Jakari Carter is going to signal for the fair catch. At the eight-yard line. That was tough to do, too, because he had... Uh, yeah, dreadfully eight, close to being interference, don't you think, Dave? Yeah, 81, Peyton Bunch. Who's long snapper. Yeah, he was out there. He's a kid out of Pendleton, South Carolina, and he was a close talker that time with Jakari Carter. He was right in his face. And the Panthers will take over on their own nine-yard line. So here comes Granger and Carroll and company. And the Panthers holding on to a 14-3 lead as we've got 5.05 to go here in the in the uh, second quarter. I'm going to try to make a little noise here. 
Well, nice long sustained drive here. Keep Grayson McCall over on the sideline to enjoy the light rain here at uh, Brook Stadium. Yeah, and speaking of making noise, boy, you can make a wonderful statement if you get another touchdown here. They're going to hand it off to Marcus Carroll in behind right tackle. He will barrel across the 10, just shy of the 15, up to the 14-yard line. That'll be about a five-yard gain there for Marcus. Second down coming up for the Panthers. So we're now inside of five to play. Georgia State quickly back up on the ball. Granger again going to hand it off to Marcus again. He'll get across up to the 16-yard line. Juan Powell, the outside linebacker there on the tackle. Actually, the nickel on the tackle there for Coastal Carolina. Brings up third down for Georgia State. What are we on third down so Five far? For seven, Five for seven. Five for seven in third down conversion opportunities. Yeah. And they're facing one right here with 4.20 on a turning clock. Third down and five here for Darren Granger. Takes the snap, going to roll out. Being pursued, running to the far sideline. Got to find a man. It's incomplete. It picked off? I don't think so. Well, it was deflected back in. And it forces a punt. So you run a short route with two receivers along the right-hand side. You really limit yourself. And Darren recognized very early in that play that there wasn't much to do. Um, as opposed to trying to throw it out of bounds, I think he tried to force one in there. And it would have been a first down had it been complete, but the ball deflects away. Panthers forced to punt now. Need a really, really solid kick here from Cade Loggins. Jared Brown, the return man, is standing just inside the 50-yard line in Georgia State territory. Loggins, sidewinder, going to take a bounce at the 45 Bounces at the 50, and the Panthers will down that ball at the Coastal Carolina 49-yard line. You don't really want to give Coastal, they've got plenty of time here. There's four minutes to go, about 36 yards on that punt. Timeout. Timeout call. That'll turn into a media timeout, so we'll go ahead and take it with him. You really don't want to give Grayson McCall a, a window of opportunity here late in the second quarter. No, and you could see as they were coming off the field, the linemen were kind of pepping each other up going come on let's go let's make something happen right here i think they're going to put the ball there there one official has it at the 50 another has a 49 so they're giving him another half a yard you know they'll take it over right at midfield when we come back all right media timeout here in conway four minutes to go second quarter georgia state 14 coastal carolina three we're back in 60 seconds here in the georgia state football radio network Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Conway, South Carolina tonight. Georgia State football on the radio network brought to you in part by the folks at Northside Hospital, Center Park Credit Union, and Ticket Smarter. We thank them for their support 
of the Georgia State University Football Radio Network. Also the folks at the Georgia State University Bookstore and the Georgia State University Alumni Association. Well, so far another uh, interesting first half. We asked for a touchdown and we got a punt. So there will be some interesting play here defensively. See if the Panthers and Sam, you've been calling for turnovers here all evening. Haven't had one yet. We, we had one that was called back, but uh, it'd be a nice time now to get the ball back for the Panthers. Since we couldn't get that long drive, but we just drained the clock to finish the first half, since that didn't happen for us, let's see if we can get the turnover here. All right, here come the shot of clears. Stations will get an ID break here in just a moment. Georgia State coming back onto the field. The defensive unit coming back on the field. This would be a great time for a takeaway, which would be the first one of the night. Well, the line is already out, but uh, the specialist, receivers, running backs, tight ends, here it comes. He stuck around a little bit longer to decipher what kind of plays that they're going to put together here on a short field. Best opening drive now for the Chanticleers here at the 50-yard line. C.J. Beasley in at running back. Three wide here to the near side. Looks like Pinckney over to the far side for Coastal. Working from the left hash. Right at four minutes to go here in the second quarter. Snap to McCall on the way. Here it comes. A little low, but he's able to field it. He's going to step up in the pocket, and he's going down. Henry Bryant was in there. Also, Kevin Swint, the transfer from Clemson, was in there. Big loss there for Coastal. How about number three just being shot out of a cannon? Gavin Pringle from the cornerback's position. So everything to the backside. The Panthers' right side is the, is the, the weak side for the Chanticleers. Loss of seven on the play. Again, one of the side stories coming into this game, Georgia State's first-year defensive coordinator, former Coastal defensive coordinator, Chad Staggs. He's familiar with anybody. Oh, big hole up the middle for Beasley. Beasley gets tripped up as he comes across the 45, close to the 40, and they're going to pick up a first down on a huge play. Yeah, right up the middle. Everybody got absorbed by an offensive line, and they're right back on the ball. Three minutes and one second with a turning clock. Nice pick up there by Beasley, but Bennett back in now. Jared Brown goes in motion. Here's McCall now stepping up. Got a roll out to the far side of the field. He fakes a quick throw. He's going to slide a flag, though, yeah, thrown back, back at the 45. That's holding. It'll be on 67. That's, uh, I believe it's their right guard. Holding offense number 58. 10-yard penalty from the previous spot. second down. That's the starting center. You're right, Thomas Johnson. Top of the hour, stations on our radio network. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. Correct. Conway, South Carolina, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Oh, 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. Your home of Georgia State football. Now back to Dave Cohen and Harper LaBelle. All right, the penalty will bring them back to the 48-yard line, but they're still in Georgia State territory. We're down to 2.37 now on a turning clock. 14-3 Georgia State. McCall out of the shotgun. Bennett lines up in the backfield. Pressure coming, and its ball is knocked away. 
Pinckney was the intended receiver. Great coverage there by Bright Keese Brown. He reached that handed and swatted the ball down. Like, yeah, it was Bright Crease. I was thinking it might be Jeremiah Johnson again, but Bright Crease did a great job of putting his right hand in front of number 87, the wide receiver. Actually, he's a tight end. Aliamo, Matthew Aliamo, now brings up second down. Alimo is a double transfer, started at UCLA, went to Rutgers, now here at Coastal Carolina. 226. Snap coming up on second down and 20 here for the Shanta Clears. From the left coast to the right. And I'm going to run it with Bennett right back up the middle across the Georgia State 45 down to about the 42. Jordan Venzial, Georgia State's leading tackler with 90 of them a year ago, making the stop there for the Panthers. Jordan legs at the ball game, head to the sideline. Pick up a five there on that play. Third down at 15. Ball placed at the Georgia State 43-yard line. Grayson McCall. We're going to sacrifice the yards. Out of the shotgun. McCall. Three-man rush. Three steps back. Going to dump it off to Bennett. A lot of room over on the far sideline. Broke a couple of tackles. Still well shy of the first down marker as he comes across the 40 and across the 35. And it will bring up fourth down now for Coastal Carolina. Well, he made one guy miss, and then Pringle had a chance at him, and so did number 24, Ronald Cooper. Cooper's slow getting up. Well, if Sam looked to see if that's just something, ah, I didn't feel real good about it because I got I got beat, or if there's a stinger or something like that. Everyone on the Chanticleer side looking here at the near bench for their coaches to give a call. Fourth and six, is that right, Sam? Or, or uh, Dave, that's, yeah, they're going to call timeout. Yeah, now timeout. With 1.02 timeout. to go. Coastal Carolina, this is their first timeout of the first half, 30 seconds. You know, the other side story that uh, we haven't talked about yet, Tim Beck in his first season as the head coach, the offensive coordinator here is Travis Trickett, who was the offensive coordinator with Coach Elliott that first year. Remember seeing him around 188. MLK at the old football practice facility. I think where's, he's where's been, John Hand and some I, of the other uh, coaches that I, have been around? I think he's been at West Virginia, Florida Atlantic, and now here at Coastal Carolina. Just keep on blowing that whistle, coaches. You'll, you'll, you'll stay in, in the NCAA. You'll get a job. Coach Elliott's well, it looks like they're gonna on the near sideline attempt a field goal. Yeah, it right looks like here. that'll be a 51 yarder. That'll be the long for the season. Liam Gray. Again now seven of nine in field goal attempts. This would be 51 yards from the far hash. Snap ball is down. The kick is up. Looks like it's got plenty of distance, and it is gonna be short. just short of the crossbar. And the Panthers dodge that three-point bullet. That will leave 57 seconds on the clock to play here in the first half. Boy, a lot of jumping around and some happy Panthers there defensively. That's awesome when you have the ball first and 10 with, what was it, three and a half minutes left to go in the ball game at the 50-yard line. You give up a total of nine yards, really? Well, uh, it'll be 16 where they spot the ball. Panthers will take over at the 34. So here comes Granger and Carroll and Robert Lewis, Shakari Carter, Talik Williams line up over here on the near side. 
Georgia State a 14-3 lead here as we get late in the first half. It would be nice if we end up going uh, deep over the middle. We don't have any timeouts. 57 seconds. We've got plenty of time. Snap to Granger. Quick pass out on the flat. Talik Williams. Talik can make people miss with his quickness. He's up across to the 40, close to the 41-yard line. In six. Quickly quick back. Screen. Yep. Quickly back up on the ball. Again, they stick three wide here to the near side. One wide out to the far right. 38 seconds on a turning clock. Here's Granger. Granger going to look, and it's almost intercepted. Right in and out of the hands of Shane Bruce, the linebacker. Yeah, Shane did a good job of hiding himself there. And in that zone coverage, not sure if the ball is wet or not. He's a little upset with himself for not helping his teammate out. There's a Georgia kid. He's out of Carrollton, Georgia. Yep. Uh, Central High School. We need four and a half yards. Otherwise, we punt again. 31 seconds to go. Third down and five coming up. The Panthers going to run it with Carroll. A lot of room. Got a first down. Cross the 45. Cross midfield. Still on his feet. 35. Down close to the 30 in Coastal Carolina territory. What a big run there by Marcus Carroll. we got to get right back on the ball. We'll probably down it just to stop everything. It looks like we'll do so. Well, the clock's not moving, but they will. Granger will take the snap. Step back. We didn't have any timeouts, but we're going to... That'll stop the clock with 20 seconds. Yeah, Coach <laughs> Coach being told over there on the sideline, oh, that's right, we don't have any timeouts. They did have to set the chain, so the clock will stop for them to do that. Now it should be second down at the 30, 10 yards to go. Now we're you, you we're get, in field goal position, was, but now whether – go ahead, Dave. I was going to say, you, you're in field goal position. Now you start thinking a little – you're thinking touchdown possibly. Yep, absolutely. Clock management here. Ranger out of the shotgun. Ball at the 30-yard line. Darren steps up. He's got a man. It's stepping out of bounds after making the catch is Jakari Carter. That's a nice play by Jakari. He does a deep comeback route. He goes to about the 14-yard line and then catches it at about the 20, stepping back towards the 22-yard line. It's third and short, but a very nice play. And most importantly, he gets his toes down, and he gets out of bounds. He saves some time on the clock. Carter and Kadarius Thompson wide to the right. Talik Williams, Robert Lewis over here to the far side on the left. 15 seconds remaining. Snap coming up here on third down and two. Talik Williams goes in motion. Here's the snap to Granger again. It is caught Jakari Carter inside the 20 at the 16, and he will quickly stutter step out of bounds. So a nice play. Quick little out route. Catches it at the 16. Gets out of bounds. 11 seconds left. You look to the sideline, you don't have any timeouts, but you got to find a couple of plays. If, it, if you catch it over the middle, you may not be able to stop the clock. Now, if you're the Chanticleers, do you give the out? Do you give the flat routes? Do you allow them that, get another few yards closer? Snap on the way to Granger. Again, ball at the 16, 11 seconds to go. Carter in motion. Darren, two steps back. Has to jump out of the pocket. Going to have to throw on the run, and he will throw it out of bounds. Five seconds to go, and the field goal unit will come on. Yeah. Just got a text. Play. Trick, yep. Trickett was not at FAU. is at South Florida down there in Tampa. Okay. Well, so now he's Kudos here. to Ben on that one. Yep. Fifth, uh, five seconds to go, and Liam Rickman will... Come on the field. Cade Loggins will hold, and the Panthers will try to tack on three heading to the locker room. Right now leading 14-3. 33-yard field goal attempt. 
Snap to Loggins. Ball down. The kick is up. It is on its way, and it is good. 33 yards right through the uprights for Liam Rickman. And Sean Elliott and Georgia State are going to hustle to the locker room with a 17-3 lead. Over Coastal Carolina on the road. Not sure if Sam Crenshaw was able to catch up with Coach Elliott, but well, Coach is in discussion with one of the officials yep, right now. Absolutely. Now he's kind of jogging off. Yep, they're going to make their way into the locker room. And what a first half here, Harper, by Georgia State on the road at Coastal Carolina. Very impressive. You know, you take the crowd out of it. They were ready to go, especially the student body. It's a white out. Everybody's wearing white or teal. And the Panthers just came out from the opening drive and were able to move the ball down the field and get a score. And it's been a catch-up for the Chanticleers as opposed to the Panthers. We'll talk about that at halftime. Yep, coming up, our Panther halftime show here from Conway, South Carolina. The rain holding off right now as I look up into the lights here at Brooks Stadium. And Georgia State in the locker room with a 17-3 lead over the home team, the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Halftime show coming up next after this two-minute timeout. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Lusop Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 Glory FM. This is the Panthers Halftime Report. A look at the first half and what's ahead for the Panthers. Now, Dave Cohen. All right, Jeff, we're back here in Conway, South Carolina tonight. Rain seems to be holding off as I look up into the lights. Sean Elliott and the Georgia State Panthers have, for the most part, kept the crowd out of this one. It was a whiteout here tonight, scoring on their first possession. And uh, Harper right now in the locker room after the Liam Rickman 34-yard field goal, they called it, officially a 17-3 lead over Coastal Carolina. 
Well, I think the defense right now gets my MVP, at least for the first half. They've done a great job of confusing McCall. He's got a couple of completions, sure, but nothing really big. They had one huge play that ended up being a, a, uh, a conversion, about 33 yards, and that helped put them into field goal range. But other than that, the Panthers have done a magnificent job of slowing him down and their offense. And really, they've been playing catch-up throughout most of the ball game. Again, look over here. Fingers are crossed. Yeah, I Jared see Brown has not hurt us tonight. Well, he sure did last year, and I know that he was a big concern and a worry for you. I'm glad that our, our guys, I know we've turned some ankles and all that, but we're, we, we appear fresh, especially after a short week and, and two road trips now back-to-back. Sunbelt needs to do something about that. You shouldn't have to play two back-to-back road games, especially in a short week. Shall we look at some of the stats? Well, the most important one is 17-3. to Panthers ahead of the Chanticleers from Coastal Carolina. Grayson McCall, their quarterback, 11 for 19 here in the first half, 108 yards. He doesn't have either a touchdown or an interception. His completion percentage is 58. C.J. Beasley, number four, had one rushing attempt for 19 yards. Braden Bennett had five attempts for 13 yards. Sam Pinckney had one for seven. Brown, as as, uh, David said, Jared Brown, who really had a great game against us last year, had one rushing attempt for zero yards there, but a total of five rushers, 11 attempts, 23 yards in the first half. Congratulations again to Georgia State's defense. Leading receiver was Sam Pinckney. He had three for 38 yards. Also, Bennett, Braden Bennett had three for 15 yards. Jared Brown had two for 16. Chris Roan had one for 33 yards. That was that big play we just talked about a few moments ago. Number 85, Kendall Carr, he had one reception for four yards. And Chris uh, Duplessis, he had, uh, Kyrie Duplessis had one for two yards. So a total of 11 receptions, 108 yards. On third down, the Chanticleers were two of seven. They had no fourth down attempts. 30 total plays, they averaged 4.4 per play. They had three penalties for a total of 31 yards. So 131 yards total for the Chanticleers. Now for the good guys, let's talk about Georgia State. Darren Granger, 10 for 19, 120 yards. He had one touchdown, no interceptions. Completion percentage is 53. Uh, We had one incompletion earlier, but uh, 10 for 20 as a team for 120 yards. Leading rusher, Marcus Carroll, no surprise there. 15 attempts, 80 yards for him. He's averaging 5.3 per carry. Darren had six carries for 29 yards, 4.8 for him. Two others carried for 21 yards, or 21 carries total, 109 yards on the ground. Jakari Carter was our leading receiver. He had three receptions for 26 yards. Uh, let's see, we got a couple other... Interesting note, Talik Williams had two for 28 yards. Robert Lewis had two for 25 yards. Peter Kikwada had one early in the ball game. He was targeted for a 21-yard reception. And Jemias Cradle had one for 12. Remember, he went out with a, a sore ankle. Uh, Kadarius Thompson had one for eight yards. So 10 receptions total, 120 yards. And no touchdown. Well, we had one touchdown. Excuse me, Robert Lewis had that one touchdown. 229 total yards for the Panthers. Five penalties. I'm sure Coach Elliott will not appreciate that. 13 first downs. We were 7 out of 10, Dave, on third down conversions. We ran 41 plays in the first half. We averaged 5.6 yards. We had 
three sacks as well. That's a, a big first half defensively. We were three out of three in the red zone. Chanticleer is the only thing that they really beat us in was total time possession. They had the ball for 16 minutes and 24 seconds. We had it for 13 minutes and 36 seconds. So that's a look at the first half. We talked about the red zone opportunity situation in our Panther pregame show. Countdown to kickoff. Georgia State came in 8 of 9 overall, being able to score inside the red zone. Harper 7 of 9 on touchdowns. You just said we went 3 for 3. Continuing to get it done down the stretch in the uh, red zone opportunities. Yeah. How many times have we had situations over the past 14 years where we blow the lead or where we make a mistake or there's a turnover? Uh, We've really minimized that this year. A lot of penalties, yeah, absolutely, but they haven't been anything that's really bitten us uh, for anything more than just a few yards. The defense have rebounded for that. So uh, great job so far. Uh, We're halfway there to win uh, again with the – Records being broken every week. It's a, to be 4-0. and oh, It's a good place right now to be at halftime. All right, shout-out to our listening audience tonight along the Georgia State Radio Network, those in the Atlanta area around the state of Georgia, and our flagship 50,000-watt, 88.5 FM WRAS. In Gainesville, Georgia, Hall County, and across North Georgia, 97.5 FM, Glory FM, WGTJ. Also, the folks listening along the GSU Athletics mobile app, tuneinradio.com, lowcountryradio.com out of Savannah, wrbjradio.com out of Dublin, Georgia, wherever you're listening from. Uh, you've got a good one tonight here from uh, Conway, Georgia State, leading uh, here at halftime over Coastal Carolina, 17-3. to Our Panther Halftime Show will continue. We'll hear some audio highlights on the other side of this timeout. Two-minute break here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Are you thinking about buying or building a new home? There are several really good reasons you should make it an energy-efficient right-choice home from Jackson EMC, including energy savings backed by two warranties, quality control built right into the home, and added value for the life of the home. It's all part of Jackson EMC's promise to provide the highest levels of comfort and energy efficiency. That's why a right choice home is the best choice for you, only from Jackson EMC. Change can be bad or change can be good. Hello, this is Matt Nix with Duplicating Products, your local Canon, Savin, and HP dealer. In serving Northeast Georgia for more than 48 years, we've learned that while change is inevitable, it also brings opportunity. Just look at the bad changes of the pandemic that helped lead to improved technology and innovation. Let Duplicating Products help you find the opportunity in the changes that may affect your business. Give us a call at 770-532-9932 and see us online at duplicatingproducts.com. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at ConditionedAirSystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. It's halftime. Now back we go to Conway, South Carolina with Dave Cohen and Harper LaBelle. 
Back here in Conway, South Carolina tonight. Panther halftime show continuing. We've heard the uh, we've heard Harper with all of our first half statistics. Georgia State a 17-3 lead. Time now to take a listen to our first half audio highlights as some of the Panthers and Chanticleers have made their way out of the locker room, getting ready for the second half. Georgia State won the coin toss and decided to take the football, which I thought was a good idea. Get Granger, as I said, on the field and get him moving. Yeah. Normally we defer, and you want to set it in, in terms of the defensive strategy and see if you can't get the ball back, and then you want to take it in the second half. But uh, it's changed. You know, with this offense, they say let's get the ball. And how did it end up, Dave? How, do, how did that turn out for the Panthers? Well, what a great first drive for uh, Granger and Georgia State. They took uh, uh, put together a drive that took 5 minutes and 49 seconds off the top of the clock, 14 plays, 75 yards. They got all the way down to the eight-yard line, and again, playing before friends, family, and pretty much everybody that he knows here in Conway, South Carolina, at the eight-yard line. The snap went to quarterback Darren Granger at the eight-yard line. Here's Granger near hash. Again, three wide to the left. Darren's just going to take the snap, tuck it, run. Got a lot of room at the five, into the end zone. That's a Georgia State touchdown. Darren Granger on the quarterback keeper. Scampers eight yards. He cut to the right, cut back to the left. And went right into the end zone, virtually untouched. Georgia State jumps out early, 6-0. They score on their first possession of the game. Eight-yard run again, 14-play drive. Way to get things going. Get Darren in the uh, in the rhythm there and, and, and move that ball right down the field. Liam Gray kicked a 30-yard field goal uh, to get Coastal on the board to make it 7-3. That's how the first quarter would come to an end. Georgia State, though, would get right back. Uh, in the scoring column in the second quarter uh, by leading the Panthers on a seven-play drive, 75 yards, two minutes and 14 seconds. Granger, they'd get the ball on this drive all the way down to the 13-yard line, and he would look for number one on this play. Snap coming up for Georgia State on second down, right to left here. Granger fakes the handoff, throws across the middle, caught Robert Lewis on a slant into the end zone. Touchdown, Georgia State. 13 yards, Granger to Robert Lewis, starting out near side, running a slant right towards the middle of the end zone, made the catch, dragged a defender into the end zone, and Georgia State is on top here at Coastal Carolina, 13-3. Fifth touchdown reception of the season for Robert Lewis. Tack on the PAT from Liam Rickman. Panthers went up 14-3. Rickman uh, with uh, just seconds remaining in the first half, would uh, split the uprights on a 34-yard field goal, capping an eight-play drive, 50 yards. Uh, the time of that drive, 57 seconds, and literally uh, the coaches and the players running to the end zone with a 17-3 lead as we get ready for the second half. Two good decisions by Darren Granger. The first one on the touchdown, he decided to go against the grain. He didn't like what he saw to the right. He cuts it back, and as you said, Dave, in the call, he was untouched. The second decision, all by himself, Robert Lewis on the left-hand side. It was a pretty easy decision to make, but a great throw. Robert catches it about the four-yard line, and with him and really one-on-one uh, -on -one coverage out there. There was nobody else to knock him down. He gets another touchdown. So, again, the decision-making and the results are really favoring the Panthers here tonight. All right, again, halftime here in Conway. Georgia State and Coastal Carolina have emerged from their locker rooms, getting ready for the start of the second half here in about five minutes. Panthers on top, 17-3. to We'll take our final break here during our halftime show. Back in two minutes 
from Conway, South Carolina. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Loose Hub Kia and Coming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. 97.5 Glory FM. Get ready now for the third quarter. Back here in Conway, South Carolina, we get set for the second half here. Georgia State and the Shanta Clears of Coastal Carolina. Georgia State had never started out 3-0 after beating Rhode Island and UConn at home, knowing they've got to play the next two on the road. Went up to Charlotte, put 41 up on the board there, played well defensively, came out of Charlotte with a 41-25 win to go to 3-0 for the first time. Never been 4-0 and playing well so far here in this one. Yeah, I think the defense right now, you know, you do a little stretching when you go back out there. You don't really hit anybody, but you, you, you loosen up your legs and you run a couple sprints. If you know you're going back out there, you don't want to waste it too much energy. You don't want to be tired going out onto the field. But I'm going to tell you what, defense, they just got together. They broke up a little meeting that they had, at least the starters, and they can really set the tone here early, get the ball back. Three and out would be great, but you don't want to give the Chanticleers a momentum that they are able to use for the rest of the ball game. You want to keep the crowd out of it. They've been fairly silent. There's a few folks that have already made their way to uh, a couple of students have already gone to the party. Uh, not many, though. Uh, the weather hasn't been a factor, but, boy, if the, our defense becomes a factor, that'll be a real pivotal portion of what this ball game could turn out to be. Well, the buses arrived here at Brooks Stadium. Big sign right behind the scoreboard, and they held the groundbreaking ceremony here within the last couple of weeks. They're about to build one of those open-air, indoor-outdoor practice facilities, which seems to be kind of like the facility du jour in in college football. I know Georgia Southern is building one down there in Statesboro. A number of other Sunbelt schools already have them. 
Yeah, it, it, it's 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 a an arms of, race. It, it will kind of absolutely. You know, when Oregon started doing that, when you've got Phil Knight money and you can put together a twenty to thirty million dollar building that accommodates everything that the kids would need from training, from diet, from uh, being able to play Xbox, you know, things like that. That one kid may go, hey, I want to go there because of all these great things, the amenities, and having a place in the shade if it's too hot. You can still get practice in, but you're not playing in the sun. That here at Coastal obviously could be a factor. Uh, they're going to take a few trees out if they're going to they're do it across the street. Is that right? I believe so, yeah. 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 Now, will it be a 100-yard facility or 65 yards? It doesn't matter. They're making an effort. They're taking all that Sunbelt Network money, Dave, and they're just putting it to good use. They're investing in their program in the right way. It's a nice stadium, boy. If it were full, I mean, was it last year against Appalachian State that that game made it on television, and uh, the stands were full. Appalachian uh, traveled well, and it, it was really a, a great, you know, non-Power 5 football game. And they've had a few here in this building over the past couple years. Let's hope they don't have one here tonight. Looks like Isaac Kone, the kid from Decatur High School, is set to kick it away. Back deep for Coastal Carolina. McDoom and Brown. And it's going to come into the end zone. McDoom will take a knee, and that'll bring the ball out. And so the ball will come out to the 25-yard line. Actually back deep for Coastal Carolina. It was number five. Yeah, it was uh, the Simpkins kid, the freshman running back. All right, so State defense back out on the field. Ball's on the right hash mark. Chanticleer is going from left to right across your radio dial. Trips to the left, including tight end. So here's the first play. First down from the 25 here to start the third quarter. Georgia State 17, Coastal Carolina 3. Snap to McCall. They're going to hand it off to Bennett, and Bennett is going to struggle. He may have gotten a yard out of it when it was all said and done. Well, I think that was Shamir McCallum, the one skating along the line, not getting blocked and just getting enough of his body to stop Bennett. Pringle was in there as well. Absolutely. They picked up one. They'll give him a one-yard pickup, but good defense there, especially on first down to fourth, second, and long. So it brings up second down and nine. Again, early third quarter. Ball placed at the 26-yard line. They Put a man in motion, the tight end. That's Kendall Carr. And here's the snap to McCall. McCall's got room, a la Darren Granger, runs right up the middle. Huge gap right up the middle, and McCall recognizes it. First looking over to the right side. Pickup of 12 in a Coastal Carolina first down. Yeah, no middle linebacker. Uh, everyone was in zone coverage, and when you spread the field out like that, you give him a chance to run up the middle. He doesn't like to do it a lot. He doesn't have you know, he's the same type of legs, but he'll take the first down when you give it to him, and he gets it at the 38-yard line. First down coming up here for the shot of clears. Looks like they're going with... Two backs. Bennett's back there. C.J. Beasley's back there. Beasley had a big run there in the second quarter. Three wide, two to the left. And here's the snap to McCall. They're going to run it with Beasley. He'll run. And still on his feet. Broke a couple of tackles. Panthers let him escape. A bunch of blue jerseys. He picks up another first down. He gets right to the 50-yard line. Beasley's a tough runner. He's very a la Marcus Carroll build. Yeah, a little bit bigger, but uh, did a good job of uh, avoiding the arm tackles. A bunch of the Panthers there were uh, just trying to reach out and, and stop him. They did, but he kept his feet moving and breaks out of those tackles and picks up another 12 yards. Ball's on the 49-yard line. 
First down coming up here from a call. He'll audibleize at the line. Two backs just like in the same position they were in the last play. Yep, one to each side, and they will go ahead and run the ball, and Bennett is going to find a big gap, finally dragged down by Taiji Leach. Otherwise, Bennett would have had a whole lot more yards. Nice play there by Taiji, the Georgia State transfer. Came in from Lehigh. Second down and three, gain of seven on that last run. And a ball now at the Georgia State 42-yard line. Bennett now goes in motion to the far side. And McCall looking, throws it right to Beasley. Beasley breaks a couple of more arm tackles, picks up another first down to the 29-yard line. Really hoping to get a little more pressure on Grayson McCall. Couldn't do it. He was in a position where he had time to dump it across the middle. And Beasley made the catch and then picked up more yards after the catch. Javon Dennis had his hands wrapped around McCall, but he gets rid of it just in time. And Beasley gets it to the 29. Here's the snap on the way to McCall. First down, 29-yard line in Georgia State territory. Shot of clears left to right across your radio dial. Again, two back set, and they will go ahead and run it with, uh, it'll be a run play there by Max Baltazar, 5'11", 205, redshirt sophomore from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. First carry for him tonight, and that's going to be a gain of seven, and will bring up second down and three. Coastal Carolina moving down the field pretty quickly, and now flags right after the snap to McCall. Yeah, they were they weren't set. False start, offense number 66, 10 yard penalty, five yard penalty, replay, first down. Left guard Will McDonald, redshirt junior out of Matthews, North Carolina, just outside of Charlotte. So that'll back the shot. It clears up. Now to the 27 yard line. Anthony Bloom comes out of the ball game for the Second Panthers. Not that we need to rotate it, just we look a little flat there on the defensive line. They're running in between the guards and gaining big chunks, seven, eight yards per play. They put a man in motion, Matt Alimo, the backup tight end. Here's McCall now, going to look to throw the football. Far side of the field, got a man wide open. That's a touchdown. 82, Jamison Tucker. Could not have been any more wide open. 27-yard touchdown pass. Grayson McCall to Jamison Tucker. Yeah, a little mix-up there in the secondary between Ronald Cooper and Bryquise Brown. One was in zone, one in man, or one in man, one zone, doesn't matter. But as Dave said, the Tucker reception there for 27 yards, wide open at the goal line to catch that ball. And with the extra point coming, could bring them within seven. Ball is down, the kick is up, and that is good. The PAT there by the Coastal Carolina place kicker, Liam Gray. And so Coastal Carolina comes out, makes a statement early here in the third quarter. Yeah. Whatever it was they said in the locker room, offense said, we get the ball back, let's do something about it real quick, and they did. They answered the call, 27-yard touchdown. It's a 17-10 ball game. Seven plays, 75 yards, three minutes and 51 seconds. And it's now 17-10. Well, I guarantee you it'll be a momentum change as well. Defense for the Chanticleers will obviously pick up the pace as well. See how uh, 
how this figures out. Did you get a number update? We do. Number three, Griff. Three is Gavin Pringle for us, but Darren Granger. Yeah, Jaquan Griffin, the Georgia Tech transfer out of Rome, Georgia. Redshirt senior was wearing number three, and he's wearing now what number? 95. 95. Okay. I will get out my Sharpie at the next timeout. Here we go. In the All meanwhile, right. we're right back to a ball game, and here's the kickoff. And it will come towards Talik Williams. He'll watch it bounce in the end zone, and it will come out to the 25. 17 to 10, our score, 11.09 to go here, third quarter. You really hope Coastal Carolina has not been re-energized by that first drive. Georgia State is really going to have to come out here and put together a nice, hopefully long, sustained drive and come away with points to answer that. Well, Griffin is in the ball game right now. He'll be playing right end. They have a 3-4. Yep, started his career Georgia Tech. Again, out of Rome, Georgia. Here's the snap to Darren Granger. Granger going to option pitch it. Marcus Carroll's got room, and I think he got the first down. Far side of the field across the 30, right there at the 35-yard line. 36 got shoved out of bounds, about a 14-yard gain, and a Georgia State first down. That's a great play. Darren ends up pitching it as late as he possibly can. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit more after the play. Triangle formation. They're going to hand it off, and it's going to no, it's going to they're going to fake the handoff, and it will be a keeper there by Granger. And Darren's going to pick up looks like three yards. Uh, actually, very. They were good on that with the sticks. Gave them four. Second down and six. Ball up to the 43-yard line. Yeah, they were pretty generous. The previous play looked like it was like that old-school wishbone, and Darren pitches it very late, gives it to a faster guy, and Marcus did a great job. Snap to Granger. Quick pass out on the flat. Caught Marcus Carroll. Another first down. Georgia State. He barrels across the 50 into Coastal Carolina territory. Number seven, Keontae Lusk was there to make the stop. Lusk out of Everman, Texas, came in with 12 tackles and an interception. He makes the tackle right there, and he'll feel it probably tomorrow there getting hit by Marcus Carroll. Here's Granger under pressure. Unloads down the sideline. Got a man. It's up, and it's incomplete. See if there's any flags thrown. How do you not throw a flag on that? Intended for Talik Williams. Oh, my gosh. Talik goes up. He's asking for a flag too late now. He's up in the air and being pushed as he's in the air. Brings up second down and 10, 48-yard line in Coastal Carolina territory. I mean, Powell ends up pulling his arm back while the ball's in the air, and they don't call a penalty. Granger looking over to the Georgia State sideline. Carroll now shifts to his left, got too wide here to the near side. Here's the snap on second down. Granger's going to tuck it and run, and not a whole lot there. Stayed on his feet and then got pancaked. You know, he got hit by about five different shots of clears, did Darren Granger. Tried to spin a little bit. That's not get Darren's forte. All right, Grayson McCall and the shot of clears trying to get the home crowd behind them into this one here. Georgia State facing third down. It's third and nine from the 47-yard line. So Granger managed to pick up a yard. Darren out of the showing blitz, Dave. Yep, Darren out of the shotgun. Talik Williams in motion. Going to have to get rid of it quickly. Granger going to step up, and he's got some room. Is there enough? 
He's across the 50, 45, stays on his feet, picks up the first down and a few yards more as he gets across the 40 before getting run out of bounds into the Georgia State sideline. He went out at the 36. Wow, what a great play by Darren to buy himself some additional time to get out of trouble. It was all over. They brought seven, and we were only blocking with six. Marcus Carroll tried to pick up one of those big defensive linemen, but Darren finds a hole and is able to get to the far sideline and stretch it out. He was hit at the 40, but he stretches it to the first down mark at the 36. Marcus Carroll's going to get the call, and he'll get hit pretty quickly. On the tackle there, 22, Clayton Isbell, the transfer from Utah and Illinois State. He's out of St. Charles, Illinois. Came in one of their leading tacklers with 15, also has three interceptions, so don't throw in his direction. Three-yard pickup there, Marcus Carroll, second down and seven, ball at the 33. Granger out of the shotgun. Two steps back, looking. Now he's going to roll out, rolling over to the far side towards the Georgia State sideline. Got a man, and it is caught. What a great play right along the sideline, Robert caught Lewis. there by Robert. That was Robert Lewis, and he fell out of bounds. At the 19, so 14-yard pickup by Robert. And a he, first down for the Panthers. He came back to the ball. He was running a deeper route. He was about the 10. He sees Darren's in trouble. He goes back to about the 20-yard line, catches it just before he steps out of bounds. Ranger fakes the handoff, throws over to Jakari Carter here in the near side. Inside the 20, Carter got run out of bounds, and a flag thrown. Don't call holding there on Kadarius Thompson. Uh, That's going to bring us back 15. It's a five-yard pickup. The flag is at the 15. We started at the 19. If the ball was in the air, the referee doesn't even know what you're facing. Ten-yard penalty from the end of the run. Again, can we not get an official's referee mic that works? All right, they're going to spot the ball at the 26. So it'll still be first down. So it turned out to be an 11-yard penalty from where the flag went. Ball in the left hash mark. From the 26-yard line, seven and a half to go, third quarter. They're going to hand it off Marcus Carroll. He zigs to the right, zags to the left, up across the 25. And inside the 25 to about the 23. Clinton Anakwuru on the tackle there for the shot of clears. Did you ever figure out what a shot to clear was? It's a, like, uh, protective uh, Rooster. hen house. Rooster, yeah, he, he's the one that makes sure that the fox doesn't come in and. So it's hit. not a beach chicken. I think, oh. I think it's actually French. Snap to Granger, and they will hand it off to Marcus Carroll. And Good cutback, Marcus. Sure was to his left. In behind Avery Reese and Jonathan Brown up across the 20, down to about the 18, maybe the 17 yard line. Yeah. Still, we have a long way to go. Got to get to just inside the 10-yard line and outside the 9. And the ball's sitting at the 18 right now. Nice move by Marcus, but not enough. And we're going to have that quad, four guys in a diamond shape along the left side. So that means, guess what? All alone, one-on-one coverage on the far side of the field is Robert Lewis. Yep. 
Four wide and a diamond over here near side. Here's the snap to Granger. Darren going to step up a lot of room. 15, and Granger lost the football. It's loose, and I believe a Panther got on top, but I don't know. I think Georgia State got it. Will Darren say that he was down because he was tackled at about the 11? He's inside the right hash when he goes down. Still wrestling. There's a lot of pushing going well, on. We got right some now. pushing and shoving going yeah. on down here. Might the end up with a penalty flag. Don't push back, Panthers. Avery, Avery Reese jumped on top of the football. Yeah, good save. Well, it was. I, I thought maybe Cunningham, someone might have fallen on at the 15. Moving on the field is a fumble by Georgia State, recovered by a Georgia State player. Fourth down. All right, so fourth down here for the Panthers. Ball at the 21. And the field goal unit will come on. Here comes Liam Rickman. Now they're going to put it at the 20, Dave. All right, so 38-yard field goal attempt. Cade Loggins, the holder, awaiting the snap. Ball is down. Rickman in the air. The ball is up, and it is good. Right through the uprights for Liam Rickman. And Georgia State comes away with points. Rickman, the redshirt freshman out of Guyton, Georgia, came out of South Effingham High School. And he's been good so far this year for Georgia State. The Panthers now build their lead to 20-10 to with five minutes and nine seconds to go. We'll give you the draft stats on the other side of this timeout. 60-second break from Conway, South Carolina. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at Condition Air 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 or visit us online at ConditionedAirSystems.com. Here from Conway, South Carolina, engineer tonight as always, Rick Shaw, Jeff Walker, our studio producer. And Georgia State, I believe that was a 38-yard field goal. They haven't posted it officially yet. But nonetheless, it puts Georgia State back on top, 20-10. to 10. Yeah, that's a big drive. It's not perfect, Sam. It wasn't a perfect drive, and it ends with the first turnover Darren had of the season. But I'll take the lead. I'd rather have three than get nothing out of it. Absolutely. You'd rather get the points, especially after what Coastal Carolina did coming out of the locker room. Listening to the defensive huddle after that score by Coastal Carolina, and they were saying, look, you come out a little flat out of the locker room, let's go get it back. Next time on the field, let's go get it back. They're getting a chance here in just a moment. Some big runs in that drive by Marcus Carroll. He's now gone for 100 or more yards, rushing for the third time in the four games this season. Yeah, Marcus has really set himself apart. Remember, last couple of years, he's had to split time with Tucker Gregg and Jemias Williams. It's just been one of those deals where he's now getting the reps, and and a chance to show what he can do. I know he's going to be a little tired, Sam, but you know what? I love the way that he, 
he, he just keeps his feet churning, and he always falls forward. He's one of those running backs, though. You know, Aubrey, you played with guys like this. They, they can tote it as many times as you give it to him. He prepared himself very well for this season. You know, he bulked up. You look at his arms and everything. He got a little bit bigger in the places where he needed because he figured he's going to be counted on to carry the load a little bit more. It's not too heavy. He can tote it. <laughs> he doesn't eat that ice cream, does he, Sam? Uh, 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 no, no. No kill wins. No, no. <laughs> but, again, staying in shape and being the guy, you know, you know he's breathing hard and whatever, but he, he's his desire, right? You give me the ball. I want it, and I'm going to put it in the end zone. Number that's that's three, three for Coastal Carolina. This is number 95 now. That's true for everybody on this team. When you think about it, 4-0 and is history in the making. We, we're not making a whole lot about it, but 4-0 and is somewhere this program has never been. These guys are energized to be a part of that. All right, well, I think they were a little late starting the uh, timeout clock. So we came back from our break, and then that then they guy walks out three there minutes and, and throws three seconds. minutes on yeah, there. I'm like, on, guys, let's. All right, so Isaac Kone, the freshman out of Decatur High School, set to kick it away. Simpkins back deep, standing right on the goal line. Out our radio booth to the left, and it is a booming end-over-end kick. That'll land on the C in Coastal in the end zone to the left, and that'll bring the ball out to the 25. Pushing and shoving going on here on special teams. Now Coastal Carolina, Georgia State. Well, as Sam mentioned, someone may have gotten chewed out a little bit, but it's time for the time defense out. to kind of turn. Another timeout? Another timeout, Well. That'll give us time to let you know that healing and protecting your heart is not a one-person job. It takes a team, and at Northside Hospital's Heart Institute, 75 physicians have come together now at over 50 locations across the state of Georgia. Northside Hospital's Heart Institute, excellent at heart. Tonight's game here from Conway, South Carolina, here on the radio network, presented by Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and the Center Park Credit Union Stadium, where we will be next Saturday, Center Park, a community-minded credit union. Also, thanks to the folks at the Georgia State University Bookstore, the Georgia State University Alumni Association, and the folks at Lusab Kia Exit 14 on Georgia 400. Well, we want to thank the the bookstore for uh, helping us with our new fashion uh, trend right here. Get your items there that you would like to get, your Georgia State gear. And how about tickets, Dave? Well, Georgia State will be back in action next Saturday night against the Troy Trojans. We'll have it for you here on the radio network. I believe that'll be a 7 o'clock start, 6.30 airtime with our Panther pregame show. They did call another timeout. We'll take it with them back in 60 seconds from Conway. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Lusab Kia and Coming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's 
That's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia and Coming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. All right, Dave Cohen, Harper LaBelle, Sam Crenshaw back here in Conway. Teams are already back out on the field. We have back-to-back TV timeouts, which really obviously slows the pace of the game here. You ever do that for radio, Dave? No. No, we have another number change here. Uh, 95, who was three. Number three, who was 95, is now 74. That's the same kid, the Georgia Tech kid, Jaquan Griffin. Now he's 74. All right. I'm running out of space on my uh, scoreboard for him. Five minutes, nine seconds to go, third quarter. Looks like Beasley is in a running back. First down from the 25-yard line for Coastal Carolina. On the free kick, that was offside on the kicking team, number seven. The five yards will be enforced from the 25-yard line, first and 10, Coastal Carolina. All right, thank you for that. As Grayson McCall now first down from the 30-yard line. Beasley again in at running back. Georgia State 20, Coastal Carolina 10. The tight end goes in motion. Here's the snap to McCall. Two steps back. He's going to look at a man, and it's incomplete. It was intended for Jared Brown. Threw behind him or tried to lead him a little bit. Brown lost his footing. And it will go as an incomplete pass, second down. That's just a flare route. He's at the 32-yard line, going straight from the 30 to our sideline. And he missed him by about three yards. Not much pressure. We're bringing four now. We're showing four. Jordan Venziel and John Trey Hunter in at inside linebackers. Snap to McCall. They're going to run it now with Beasley. He's going to get stood up basically at the line of scrimmage. Nice job there. That was Henry Bryant the third, the transfer from Louisville. Double teamed, and yet still gets an arm out. Number 95 nice for Coastal Carolina is number nuts is number 74. And you know, kudos to Bryant. Those are some big shoes of Thomas Gore's to fill. Oh, absolutely, and he's done a great job, especially on that play. So hopefully, the defense is a little bit closer to where they need to be to kind. Of Start shutting things down here for Coastal. Snap on uh, third down and nine coming up. They place the ball at the Coastal Carolina 31-yard line. Pinckney the wide out here to the near side. Wide receiver move. They didn't call it. Here's the snap to McCall. He'll step up in the pocket. He's got a lot of room. He'll throw on the run. He's got a man. It's caught, and it's good for a first down. Mobley and yards after the catch. I thought Georgia State... Ran him out of bounds, apparently not. He picked up a whole bunch of yards after making the catch, and the Panthers weren't able to get him down or out of bounds. 26 yards later, just another tackling error by the Panthers. Big play there, third and nine. You get him at the 40, it's a first down, but when you don't knock him out of bounds at the 50, he picks up another seven on top of that. They're in Panther territory at the 43. Ronald Cooper heads over to the Georgia State sideline. First down at the Georgia State 43 inside of four minutes to go. 20 to 10, Georgia State leading this one. Here's them. Snap to McCall. They're going to run it up the middle with Beasley. He's tough to get down. Boy, I'll tell you what. A la Marcus Carroll as he barrels close to the 35-yard line. 
you know, some of our smaller bodies. We're fast, we're quick, but we're not able to absorb a head-over-head blow. That's Jordan Benziel, who's coming out of the ballgame right now. Correction, that was Balthazar, yeah, the redshirt sophomore number three that carried that football. Bigger body. They're just going to yep. run the ball if they can until we were able to stop them. Second down and four. That was a gain of six. Ball placed at the Georgia State 37-yard line. Now McCall steps up. He'll audibleize at the line. Two wideouts here to the near side. One to the far side. McCall, they're going to run the football right up the middle with Bennett. And Bennett found a huge hole all the way down to the 20-yard line. First down, Coastal Carolina. Gain of 16 on the run. Well, again, if you're going to have two backs, one blocking for the other. It's the equivalent of having a tight end, and you're five linemen when you've got a total of six defenders. It's a Someone's not going to be able to make a play unless, all right, we need about a yard. Nope, they're, they're showing a bunch formation. Now they're going to spread it all out, empty backfield. First down, they're at the 22. Here's McCall, and he was going to dump it off over here. Now he's going to throw it on the run. Got a man. It's caught. On the reception that time is Tyson Mobley. And that one, he's run out of bounds there by Gavin Pringle. I was looking around for a flag. There is one on the 20-yard line on the yeah, far side. And of I the believe field. it's going against Coastal. I don't think they were set uh, when the ball was snapped. They made it look like a short yard. Eligible lineman downfield, number 66. Five-yard penalty from the previous spot. Replay, first down. Again, your left guard, Will McDonald. So that'll back it up. Ball go to the 27-yard line. It's on the left hash. Clock showing 2.13 to go, third quarter. Bennett stays in the ball game. Four wideouts and a one running back. Snap on the way to McCall on first down at 15. McCall takes the snap, rolls out over here, and Panthers missed on a tackle to Brown. Now Justin Abraham is going to bring him down. And that'll Jared get him back Brown. close to the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, he just a quick little out route. A roll out to the right by McCall. Tight end number 87, Matthew Alimo, ends up sealing the edge but uh, a missed tackle there by Pringle that would have netted maybe two or three yards Jared Brown breaks out of it picks up five second and ten from the 21 yard line of Georgia State McCall looking over to that sideline Bennett now is going to shift over to the left Jared Brown in the slot to the left Sam Pinkney a wide out here near side second down and ten now here's the snap to McCall they're going to run it with Bennett he's got some room behind right tackle Gets wrapped up. And Ty G. Leach, Gavin Pringle combined on that tackle there. It'll bring up third down now for the shot of clears. Savon Lindsay, the right tackle, number 64, loses his helmet. Pringle is a little slow to get up as well. Timeout. So he's going to have to come Official's out of the ball timeout. game. And Pringle, yeah, Pringle's on me. So it'll be an official's timeout. Top of the hour as Bob Murphy and the training staff trot over to 10 to Gavin Pringle. Timeout. Top of the hour. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification from Conway, South Carolina tonight. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. On 97.5, Glory FM, WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville. 
at W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. So media timeout, I think uh, national television has ample opportunities here in the third quarter to get all of their spots in. Georgia State leading it 20-10. to 10. We're at 58 seconds to go here in the third quarter. We'll take the media timeout as well back in 60 seconds on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Back here in Conway, tonight's broadcast here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network brought to you in part by the folks at Coke Zero Sugar and by Ford. More at Ford.com. Georgia State, a 10-point lead here, 20-10, to 10, but Coastal Carolina with 58 seconds to go here in the third quarter. They've got the ball at the Georgia State 17-yard line, Harper. Yeah, and they've had two drives now that have really resulted in some favorable outcome for them. We were at a pretty commanding lead in terms of our yards, and Sam, they're, they're catching up. We've got three or 294 yards thus far with just a few seconds left to go in the third quarter. The Chanticleers have 269. And you know what? They've done it on the ground here in the second half. They really went to the ground attack coming out of the locker room for the second half of this football game. That's one of the big changes that they made, um, but still... Georgia State with the lead. We get set to go to the fourth and final quarter, but you know nothing comes easy. And you know it wasn't going to come easy here, even though the start that Georgia State got off to. Now comes the toughness part. You know, at this time last year, this is a crucial time in a number of games for Georgia State. And I'm sure that, that uh, you know, Coach Elliott is going to remind him of that both on this timeout and in the break here in, in, in 58 seconds. But right now he wants to go out, go out and keep these guys out of the end zone. Yeah, I just think the biggest advantage that I think they probably shied away from in the first quarter, certainly they wanted to throw the ball, but when you're going to give bigger guys on the offensive line a chance to hit smaller guys and fewer of them, uh, the results have been pretty good right now for the Chanticleers here in the third quarter. All right, coming out of this media timeout again, 58 seconds to go. Red Hat off the field, third down and five, ball at the 17. Trying to see who's in at running back. Braden Bennett stays in. A couple of wideouts over here to the near side. There's no one covering. There we go. We got uh, Brakewise Brown. Is that Sam Pinckney? Hey, it was. He's usually off by himself. That is Sam. Far wideout to the left. Now Brown goes in motion. He's a wideout left side as well. Snap coming up here on third down. Here's McCall, two steps back, going to fire towards the end zone, thrown behind the the uh, intended receiver. And that was Braden Bennett out of the backfield. 
And it was behind him, and Bennett had stepped out of bounds at about the four or five yard line. Ball hits his hand at the goal line. We're pretty close to that. That so, brings up a fourth down. Yep. And it's going to bring out Liam Gray. Do you realize both place kickers' first names are Liam? It doesn't happen very often. No, it doesn't. Liam, 34-yard attempt, Dave. Yep, Liam Gray on to attempt this field goal. 34 yards out. Here's the snap. Ball is down. The kick is up. Fly in, and it is no good. Wide to the left. No points for Coastal Carolina after the drive. Gray misses wide left from 34 yards out. The Panthers will have the ball with 49 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Wow. I mean, even the crowd is disappointed. How can you miss that kick? That's just a, it's not a chip shot, but from the right hash, that's one that should go through. And the Panthers defensively, what a buzz for them. Sam, as they're coming off onto the sideline, have a little joy in them right there. Instead of being a three-point game, we're still at a 10-pointer when we got the ball back. As we're about to head to the fourth quarter here at 49 seconds. So Granger and Carroll leading the offensive unit out on the field. Panthers right to left here in the third quarter. Kadarius Thompson a wide out near side. And they stick two wide outs. Far side including Talik Williams. Here's Granger under pressure going to dump it off. A lot of room Marcus Carroll. 20, 25, 30. Up across the 35, 40, finally, they drag Marcus down across the 45. They'll probably spot this right at the 50 or the 49-yard line. That's going to be a 27-yard play when it's all said and done, and I was wrong. They're going to spot it back at the 47-yard line. Well, Marcus needed to break one tackle at the 40, and he does. The Panthers, uh, we're going to let the clock tick out. Great play by Marcus. And for Darren, with the blitz coming, being able to find him, just dump it out to the sideline, and the Panthers have something going offensively. They sure do. That last play has really energized that Georgia State sideline. Third quarter is in the books here tonight in Conway. Timeout, end of the third quarter. Georgia State, as they tack 15 up on the board, the Panthers will have the football. First and 10, 47-yard line on the other side of our timeout leading coastal carolina here on the road 20 to 10 we're back in two minutes on the georgia state football radio network when you're heading to center park stadium and want to look your best in georgia state blue wear what the panthers wear by visiting the georgia state university bookstore visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown alpharetta decatur and dunwoody featuring the best selection of georgia state apparel Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedearsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Lusop Kia & Coming is your hometown Kia dealership. 
What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia and Coming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. Back here in Conway as we get set to start the fourth and final quarter, Georgia State leading Coastal Carolina on the road 20 to 10. We got 15 minutes to go. And Sam, I can't think enough of anything being better than that missed field goal right now. You still get a 10-point lead. It could have been it could have been three or seven, but now it's still 10, and you've got the ball just about at midfield. Once again, this defensive unit has played exemplary work tonight, and everybody came out and, and, and really went to the guys on the defensive line. The guys up front have been getting it done. When they really have needed to stop the run, they've done it. When they need to bring the pressure on Grayson McCall, they've been able to do that tonight, and that is the big difference with this defensive unit. Now, I'm not sure how uncomfortable he's been. Grayson McCall is 15 for 25, but he's only got 179 yards in the air, Sam. One touchdown, no interceptions. But, I, you know, in, in last year, for example, when you're playing at uh, Center Park Stadium, he probably had 350 yards. So you take a night like that, but we still got a quarter to go. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Well, we frustrated him some. Let's finish this drive, Dave. Come on, let's finish this drive. Great way to start this fourth quarter. No question. Big run there from Marcus Carroll. Georgia State will have it as we start the fourth quarter. First and 10 from the Coastal Carolina 47-yard line. Come on, Green in at tight end. Marcus Carroll lining up just to the left of Darren Granger. Wideouts here, Kadarius Thompson, Talik Williams to the near side. Looking over to the far side, Robert Lewis. Well, he's got a lot of room all by himself. Williams goes in motion to the far side. First snap here in the fourth quarter, play action. Granger going to look down the middle of the field, looking for Robert Lewis. And Lewis Thank you. able to, did he make the catch and hold on? There's a flag thrown yeah. anyway. No, the the pass deflect. was incomplete. Yeah. yeah. But we'll take the flag. Yeah, he was he was being mauled there. It pulled back literally. As soon as he puts his arms out, the defensive back, that's number five. Pass interference. Defense. Jenkins. Spot. Automatic first down. Great little wheel route by Talik when he goes in motion. So he goes to the outside. There's a switch between the safety and the cornerback, and I'll take I'll take Robert with the, with the safety any day, and he's running down the the, the hash marks. 15-yard penalty takes it to the 38-yard line. Panthers will take over first and 10. Early here in the fourth quarter, left to right across your radio dial. All in blue tonight with white helmets. The handoff going to go to Marcus Carroll. He's going to run into some big bodies there in white, but he'll still... 
get across the 35 to about the 34. He ran into 94, Michael Mason. We talked about him earlier. 6'3", 280, a senior. Transfer from Wofford out of Florence, South Carolina. Three-yard gain, second and seven here for Georgia State. Ball placed it right at the 35-yard line. Talik Williams goes in motion far side. Here's the snap to Granger. He's going to throw on the run. He's got Talik wide open across the 30, 25, 20. Talik is dragged down inside the 20 at about the 16-yard line. Yeah, they'll put it at the 17 instead. 17-yard pickup there for Talik. Nice job. He went in motion two plays earlier. They didn't get him the ball. This time they do. He sat in a pocket where a zone coverage allowed for him to get that first down. Panthers going to go with an empty backfield. Granger out of the shotgun. Here's the snap. Darren wants to run it himself. He's going to follow his setter right up the middle, and he'll be lucky to get a yard or two, although the pile is still moving. Yeah, Bush push right there. He picked up an extra three yards. Great surge there by the offensive line right there in front of where Sam is. Well, he was there. Sam, where are you now? I don't know where you are. I thought you were on about the 20-yard line. Good push right, again right by here. the offensive line. Man. Absolutely. They've been doing it all night long. So the Panthers now second down at five. Ball placed at the 12-yard line. Granger trying to get some movement along the line. Here's the snap. He's going to throw on the run towards the end zone, and it is incomplete. You've got to throw a flag. He's wrapped his arms around you. You can't even get up in the air. He's right here at the 10. Kadarius Kadarius Thompson was the intended receiver. I understand there's a flag. So uh, one of the Chanticleers jumped off sides. Off sides, defense, number 21. Five-yard penalty results in the first down. We've run that play, what, how many times, Dave? Probably once per ball game. We get it where the offensive line doesn't move on purpose. It's on two. Darren snaps his his hands. He claps. One of the linemen's jump, so you get a free play. But that's that that's pass interference in the end zone. Well, they said it was J.T. Kill, and the coverage over in the corner was the uh, safety, Abraham Tamani. All right, so the first and goal at the seven. Panthers go with that. Bunch formation. Diamond, will we call it a diamond on the left-hand side? Nobody on the right. Yep, not quite a diamond, but now Amon Green going to set up over here. He's in motion. Here's Granger going to hand it off. Marcus Carroll into the end zone. That's a Georgia State touchdown. Seven yards out, nobody touched Marcus Carroll. He barreled into the end zone, and Georgia State increases its lead here in Conway now to 26-10. Man, uh, what a great run. Good blocking up front. Marcus was supposed to go along the right-hand side. He saw something different. He, he trusted his instincts. And as Dave said, untouched for seven yards, right in the middle of the gut of that defense. Nobody touches him. And the Panthers now can take a commanding 27-10 lead with the PAT. Liam Rickman on to attempt the PAT. Kick is up. It's on the way. And it is good. And Georgia State keeping the crowd quiet here tonight in Conway. Now leading Coastal Carolina with 13 minutes, 13 seconds remaining here in the fourth quarter. Panthers on top, 27 to 10. Trying to go 4 and 0 for the first time ever. Isn't 13 13 Mockingbird Lane? Isn't that from? Uh, yes, it an was. Interesting time. Well, there's nothing monstrous about that, but I'll tell you what, uh, the offense is being monstrous up front. Great job again by the offensive line. We'll talk more about it when we come back from the break. Yep, media timeout, and uh, we'll take it with them back in 60 seconds from Conway, South Carolina tonight. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. 
When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an old Simple breathing alumni. test called spirometry, your doctor can tell you for sure. The sooner you know, the sooner you can start breathing better and living more. Wouldn't it be wonderful to spend more time doing the things you love? and less time looking for a bench, settee, or chair. Learn more, breathe better at copd.nhlbi.nih.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Back here in Conway, South Carolina, Georgia State 27, Coastal Carolina 10. Tonight's game on the radio network presented by Coast, uh, Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics, also by the folks at Coke Zero Sugar, and by Ford, more at Ford.com. Also a shout-out to the Georgia State University Alumni Association and the Georgia State University Bookstore for their support of Georgia State football here on the radio network. Well, the Panthers, Harper, put together a five-play drive, 80 yards, 236. Was that, is that correct? It says 80 yards here. I, I thought we started about the 47-yard line. So it yeah, should can't be, about be 80 53 yards, yards yeah. give or take. So uh, the, it's been a little slow here uh, to get the uh, – my, my uh, Internet connection didn't start out the game as good as I would like it to be. But empty crowd, not really, Sam. Most of the students have left. It's not empty, but uh, there's certainly a lot of air that has left the building, hasn't it? The there are a lot of about half empty. There are a lot of folk, big folks that are leaving, but there's a – Hale and Hardy group in blue uh, down to the far end here on the uh, visiting side. And uh, they're excited and thrilled about what they're seeing, this Georgia State football team. Uh, 13 minutes and 13 seconds away from being 4-0 for the first time in program history. Well, a lot of jumping around. Even the coaches, flags, uh, not flags, but towel waving. Remember ML Carr for the Boston Celtics? He didn't play a whole heck of a lot. But he, he waved some towel. He was a great towel. He's one of the all-time great towel wavers. He, he probably is on the all-star towel team. Yeah. Isaac uh, Kone, freshman from Decatur, will kick it away. Splitting time on that duty with uh, Braden McAllister. And he booming kick. And Coastal Carolina. Simpkins won't take it. Simpkins will take the knee, and the ball, uh, ball will come out to the 25-yard line for the shot of clears. Again, still 13 minutes, 13 seconds remaining. Well, I'm not sure if you take a little extra gamble here defensively. I'm not going to play uh, prevent or anything like that, but you know they're going to throw. And if we can get some defensive pressure right there and you jump something and you're able to pick it off, boy, that'd be a nail in the coffin. But the... Uh, Ball's on the left hash at the 25-yard line for the Chanticleers. First and 10. McCall out of the shotgun, puts a tight end in motion. They got a couple of wideouts to the right. He's going to dump it off here to Big Carr, the tight end. Kendall Carr. And it's complete for a Coastal Carolina first down. Run out of bounds by Taiji Leach. First 
Got to keep that clock running. McCall shotgun here. Two steps back. He will step up. He'll dump it off across the middle. C.J. Beasley. Beasley just bounces off two blue jerseys still on his feet. Boy, is he tough to bring down as he gets across the 50-yard line to the Georgia State 48. Yeah, Leach ended up being one of those guys to tackle him. I also think that uh, Josiah Robinson was there. He's coming off the field right now. Ball's at the 49-yard line in Panther territory after a 13-yard pickup. I'm not saying I'd want to try to tackle Beasley, but he's uh, he's tough to bring down. He keeps his feet moving at contact, and yeah. that makes him really hard to grab his feet, and he bounces off. First down at the 49, a little play action. They'll throw the open man over here to the near side, and the ball is caught. Mobley. Tyson Mobley, senior out of Longwood, Florida. Close to the first down. They give him nine yards, gets to the 40. The marker is right there at the 39, so a yard short. Second down and one coming up here at the Georgia State 40-yard line. Just real quick pitching and catching. You get a lot of stop routes if they're recognizing zone. They're going to keep moving across the field if they recognize man. We're only rushing three. McCall now looking over to the coastal sideline. Got a wide out here to the near side and Sam Pinckney. Mobley, and they're going to keep it on the ground with Baltazar. He can really run, too. He's a little fire plug type runner, much like Beasley. Keeps those feet moving and just barrels forward to pick up the first down. Another first down here for Coastal. Yeah, go to the 33, another seven-yard pickup. I'm watching some of the Panthers, man. They're getting held like crazy by the offensive line. Timeout, Georgia State. First timeout of the second half, 30 seconds. Well, the Panthers will burn a 30-second timeout right here. Yeah, I like it. Yep. Co coach, timeout. Coach does a good job of giving def the defense a chance to rest and regroup when he does this. We're going to take one, Rick. Yeah, we're going to take a timeout on the field, so we'll take one with him, Dave. Yep. So uh, Red Hat on the field signaling they've uh, switched the 30 to immediate timeout. We'll join them back in 60 seconds here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. code that moved with you to phoenix our job is to unlock those jobs and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local goodwill here's how we do it when you donate to goodwill we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community so just by teaming up with goodwill you help create jobs and isn't that worth parting with the leftover keytar from your 80s cover band goodwill donate stuff create jobs find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org a message from goodwill and the ad council Back here at Conway, South Carolina, 27-10, Georgia State trying to slow the shot of clears down. Tonight's game presented in part by the folks at Ticketsmarter.com and Center Park Credit Union, a community-minded credit union. We thank them for their support of Georgia State University football. 42 yards in less than two minutes. The Chanticleer has done a pretty good job of finding open receivers, getting them moving right down the field. They trail by 17. So their offense is really in desperation mode. 11 minutes, 18 seconds left. Again, Georgia State 
back in action. I like these Thursday night games because you get back late Thursday night, early Friday morning. You get the weekend, and then they'll turn their attention to Troy. Troy will be at Center Park Credit Union Stadium next Saturday night. We'll be on the air. I believe that's a 7 o'clock kick, 6.30 airtime with our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff. Well, the team has certainly reacted well, especially offensively. 354 yards total in there by the Panthers. 311 for the Chanticleers. On a short week, you don't really have a whole lot of time, one, to rest, and two, really to scout your team. You, you, you don't get the same opportunity to practice what route combinations you think that the Chanticleers are going to run or what type of stunts they do. You, you, you talk about it a lot, a lot of walkthrough, but not a whole lot of practice time. But uh, so far, so good here for the Panthers. Again, 11-18 left to go. Shonda Clears going from right to left across your radio dial ball at the 33-yard line. Max Baltazar back in at running back just to the right of Grayson McCall. Too wide here to the near side, including the tight end. And Jared Brown and Tyson Mobley over to the right. Offset. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I was going to say what offset line. They're balanced. Snap on the way to McCall. Blitz. Two steps back. Pressure coming. He's going to throw. He's got a man, and it's incomplete. It was intended for Mobley. Rykees Brown on the coverage. No flags thrown. He gets up hobbling there yeah. just a little bit. I think he had to turn pretty violently on that right knee in order to be able to uh, plant and, and to be able to cover Mobley. The the pass was, was thrown wild. Another errant one. 18 for 29 for 214 yards. Is Grayson McCall. Brings up second down and 10. Ball placed at the Georgia State 33-yard line. Snap, right. snap coming up on second down. McCall going to look to throw again. Got a man over here on the near side. It's caught. Pinkney. And that's Sam Pinkney just inside the 30, close to the 25-yard line. You know, they'll give it to him at about the 24, so he's a little short, but not by more than a foot or two. Yeah. A little stop route that he did there between the numbers, the bottom of the numbers and the sideline. McCall gets the ball to him in a hurry for his 19th completion of the ball game, but they are short on third down. Third down in less than a yard. Ball at the Georgia State 24-yard line. Carr, the tight end in motion. They're going to hand a football off. Balthazar got the necessary foot plus some. Well, Henry Bryant got through to hit him at the 25-yard line. Yeah. But Did you he mentioned he's a load. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he got it by about a foot. I was going to say, they haven't moved the sticks yet, but... Yeah, got to the 23. Yeah, certainly looked from our vantage point like that. And there they go. Now they're going to move them. And the clock keeps ticking, so precious seconds dwindling away. Ten minutes and nine seconds, eight seconds now. Balthazar will stay in the ball game. Two to the right. Now one to the left in Pinckney. Tight end in motion. Snap coming up on first down from the 23. Here's McCall looking, firing to the far sideline. It's up and it's oh. caught, but was he inbounds when he caught it or when Fantastic he came down? Catch. What an amazing catch to go up and get it by Mobley. I thought he landed out of bounds. They're still talking about it. If, if they rule it a catch, it would be right inside the five at the four-yard line. At the sideline. Yeah, we're watching the replay. Came down with the right foot. The previous play is on the further video review. Oh, was that a... Well, that's, a, again, a free timeout for Sean Elliott. Yeah. Where he gets a chance to regroup again. But the clock will stop 
with 9.51. See, he's being pushed out. He's out of bounds, Dave. His, yeah. his the, heel is out of bounds. The back, the back foot is out of bounds. Coverage there by Brykees Brown. A fantastic catch, no doubt. Mobley goes way up to get it. That's a 50-50 ball that he says it's mine. And good job of Brykees. Just keep pushing him out. There you see the back heel, and we're watching the replay on the monitor here in the visiting radio booth. Yeah, white, out of bounds. White shoes on a white turf. Well, the, t the turf is teal, but the out of bounds is white. And I think they bring it back. They're not, not taking a timeout, at least not for the network, but our uh, official tonight, Trennis Livingston, the referee, still on the headphones. Sam, did you get a good look at it? I'm just hearing from some folks through their headphones the same thing that you're seeing, that the foot was out of bounds. So we'll see what the officials rule, but that's what I'm hearing from everyone well, I'm talking to here on the sideline. They didn't throw the flag, which is a great break for Georgia State, but also, you know, regardless, give them a first down. It's going to push them out of bounds. It was first down anyways. Ball was at the 23. They'll have to move it back. I'm with you, though, Harper. The thing about this is you stop the clock. Well, I don't mind stopping it right now to give my defense a little bit of a break, a break and a breather, especially um, if the ball goes back to the 23, and it looks like it might. The official has taken the headphones off, and we'll see if his microphone actually works this After time. After video review, the ruling on the field is an incomplete pass at the sideline. It'll be second down at the 23-yard line. I don't know how they can boo that if they saw me. Now, they didn't show the replay here. Uh, we get to see it up in the booth, and our ESPN analysts are right next door to us, so we have a chance to see the screen that they're looking at. Second down and 10 from the 23. Bunch of happy Panther fans over on the opposite side of the field. Well, at the end of the day, if any of the photographers caught it, Mobley's going to have a great picture or poster to hang on his wall. Absolutely. Just doesn't have yeah. to tell anybody what the ruling was. Second down and 10, ball at the 23. Snap on the way to McCall here near hash. And pressure coming, and down he goes. Great job there by Georgia State. Anthony Bloom, first one in there, big number 52. Out of Edgewood, Maryland, the Norfolk State transfer lowered the boom there on McCall. Yeah, Nine-yard loss. It'll take it back, well, eight-yard loss back to the 31-yard line. Anthony Bloom was being pressured at first by the right tackle, but he slides to the inside, and the guard was already encountering another player, and he makes the tackle. McCall There's McCall now. The pocket again. Yep, going to throw on the run. He's got a man. It's caught. That was Mobley, and he'll get... Drilled out of bounds. Boy, Bright Crease Brown hit him yep. right there in the chops. Close to the first down, though. They get most of it back. Ball be knocked out at the 17, if I'm not mistaken. So a nice pickup there on that play. That may, was that Dion Fountain? Uh, no. It's really tough to I, I see if it, that's I, a zero or an eight. I'm guessing it's Tyson well, it Mobley. Been a nine. Yeah. They're going to go for it here on fourth down. Ball at the 17-yard line. Yeah, they need a touchdown. Yeah. Okay, are we going to call time again? And time is being called. Timeout. Coastal Carolina. This is their first timeout of the second half. Oh, wow. I thought we called time. Timeout. They called one just a split second before us. 
How about another three-minute break, Dave? So the Red Hat back out on the field. Got to love these nationally televised games, don't you? Yeah, we'll be here till 4 or 5 in the morning, the way it's going. Yep, so 8.45 remaining in this one. 27-10, to 10, Georgia State leading on the road at Coastal Carolina, trying to go 4-0 and for the first time ever. We'll take the media timeout as well. Back in 60 seconds here from Conway, South Carolina, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Welcome back to the Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Back here at Brooks Stadium, Conway, South Carolina. Tonight's game made possible in part by the Georgia State University Bookstore, offering a selection of Panther gifts and apparel with locations on the downtown Atlanta campus, as well as Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, and the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The alumni offers a wide variety of programs to keep you in touch, informed, and involved year-round. Visit online at alumni.gsu.edu. Also, the folks at Lusop Kia coming Georgia. Exit 14 on Georgia 400. 8.45 to go in this one. Georgia State 27, Coastal Carolina 10. Well, I would have to say, Dave, remember we talked about we're averaging 39 points a ball game. We're well below that right now, but we're averaging about, what, 34 giving up, and we've only given up 10 thus far. Uh, defense has done a much better job. They've improved every week. I still remember that in between week one and two when John Trey Hunter said, we knew we were making mistakes, we weren't looking in the backfield and trusting our eyes, and we weren't making communication calls to one another. That certainly has improved. All right, here comes McCall. And the shot clears offense. They're facing a fourth down situation, fourth and four, with the ball at the Georgia State 17-yard line. Max Baltazar lines up to McCall's right. A running back too wide here to the near side. Pinckney over on the far side of the field. Here's the snap on the way to McCall. We rush McCall six. two steps back. Going to unload. He's got a man, and it's incomplete. In Sam and out Pinkney of the hands of it. Sam Pinckney. Dropped the football. Hit him if, right he in the hands. Hold, if he holds on, that's a first down. A first down, and they're probably inside the 10-yard line. And of all players, wow. Yep. Well, we showed four. Our two linebackers were back off the ball about four or five yards, but great penetration at the at the snap count. They really read that well and got pressure. I think it was Jordan Venziel that had McCall around the waist as he was trying to deliver that ball. It was a great throw, but Sam Pinckney couldn't come down with it. The turnover on downs, and the Panthers take over at the 17-yard line. With 8.40 to go, and I'm watching Pinckney through the binoculars, a lot of pats on the helmet on that one. That's a ball that... 10 out of 10 times he's going to hold on to 
Which, which was this one, number 11? This was number uh, 11. Yeah, it had to be number you one. Know. Herb Brooks, didn't he say uh, nine out of ten times they beat it? Well, tonight's our night. Yeah. A lot of folks exiting the uh, stadium here at Brooks Stadium. Not on the far side, over in that left-hand corner of the end zone there between the 20 and the 10. A lot of blue. Darren Granger. Oh, goodness. You know, Hand it off to Marcus Carroll. He gets stood up. They're going to lose a yard or two. Again, that's that uh, Michael Mason Michael that Mason. we've talked about a few times tonight, the starting defensive lineman. He came in with 16 tackles, three for a loss, two sacks. He's added to that total tonight. Yeah, He's one of their best ball players, and we just didn't block him on that one, and now we're outside the sticks. Panthers also want to run a little bit of clock. Granger trying to draw... A little movement on the Coastal Carolina side. Marcus Carroll lines up to Darren's right. Two wideouts here to the near side. Robert Lewis to the far side, top of the field. Here's Granger looking back. Now he's in trouble, and he broke free after it looked like he was going to get brought down. He will throw, and it's oh, nice reception. Yeah, but it was Robert Lewis in bounds? That's no, the question. I, no, absolutely not. But uh, I thought he passed the line of scrimmage. He was at about this 15-yard. Great play by Darren Granger. Yeah. Could have been... T- Really, he should have been sacked. Incomplete pass. Should have been sacked at the 10. Sprints out. Gets to the sideline. I thought he was going to just tuck it and run, Dave, but he finds a receiver. And just by a, a hair on your chinny-chin-chin, Robert Lewis was out of bounds at about the 30. But it does stop the clock, unfortunately. And it's third and about 11. With seven minutes and 50 seconds remaining here in the football game. Granger out of the shotgun. And did I hear a whistle? Yeah. Yes, you did. So their game, offense, ah, five-yard penalty from on. the previous spot, remains third down. So that'll back the Panthers up five more. The umpire was standing over the ball, not letting them snap it. Man. So now it's placed back at the 12. Oh, our officiating crew. Got to get to the, what, 25? Got to get to the 27, 27 for a first down. Yep. So let's see what the Panthers can do here. Again, still a... They're showing three with the rush now. Snap to Granger, a little low. They fake the handoff. Granger's going to keep it, and he is going to... Run across the 15, but he won't make it to the 20, and that's going to bring up fourth down now for Georgia State. Well, good news is that we didn't turn the ball over until now. We're going to kick it to him. To be honest, though, really hoping to run a little bit more clock on this possession. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to burn another 20 seconds at least. 25-second play clock just started, so they'll be inside of six minutes by the time we punt the ball. That's, uh, watch out for your guy there, Jared Brown, number 14. He's at the 45-yard line wanting to return it. Exactly. Cade Loggins standing inside the five. There's the snap. Oh, he goodness. lost the football, and Coastal Carolina's got it, and they're going to score a touchdown. Panthers could not. Panthers punt team could not handle the snap, and Coastal Carolina recovers. Well, I go back to that's why I wanted to run a little bit more clock on that last drive. Snap was good. Snap was good. You got to catch the ball and then you got to kick it. That's yep. real simple. That's what you do. Yep. So 
Amazing turnover right there. Interesting, though, they haven't put the points up on the scoreboard yet. They will. Liam Gray is out to attempt the point after. Gray missed a field goal there late in the third, and his kick is up, and it is good. Now they've put the points up. It's a 10-point game again with seven minutes and one second to go, 27-17, Georgia State leading it. And the Red Hat back on the field, signaling another full media timeout. Well, Sam, that's exactly what Georgia State did not need tonight. Nope. I'm, I'm with you. They needed to run some more clock during that possession. Most of all, nothing bad to happen on special teams. Uh, and, and oddly enough, it's on punt. This time, not punt protection, just a bad snap and exchange. And you give away a touchdown to Coastal. And you give them life because now, Harper, you know, you got to have your hands team up here. Obviously, they're going to, you know, I guess obviously they're going to try the onside kick. Well, you need 10 points in seven minutes, Sam. Seven minutes and one second. Um, if you risk it and don't get it, then short field for Georgia State. You just stopped them on three, so I'm not sure if they will do it. Maybe with five minutes or three, absolutely, but not sure what they'll do. We'll find out when we come back from the break. Yep, media timeout, and it's now 27-17 to 17, Georgia State leading Coastal Carolina. Panthers will get the ball, and they've got to run some time off the clock. We'll take the media timeout as well. Back in 60 seconds here in the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. For many of us, purchasing a home is the largest investment we will make in a lifetime. It's so important to know the home you are buying will be comfortable and energy efficient all year. And that is exactly why Jackson AMC created the Right Choice Program. Right Choice Homes are built from the ground up and guaranteed to provide comfort and energy savings. And that's something we can all appreciate. Right Choice Homes. Energy efficient, guaranteed, and only from Jackson EMC. 97.5 Glory FM. All right, back here in Conway, South Carolina. A fumbled punt by Cade Loggins. Coastal Carolina recovers. Abraham T. Money recovers it. I think it was recovered right around the one or the two yard line and uh, he scores it ends up scoring a touchdown and uh, with the PAT there by Gray it's now 27 to 17 even with the win at Charlotte and pointing this out we gave up that punt return for a touchdown to make it interesting in the second half yeah coach told you during the interview before the game that uh, special teams uh, they need to spend a little extra time working on some of the intricacies Good tackling, of course. Stay in your lanes. But that exchange there, that's that's what you do all the time. Now you've got the punter and the and, and the and the long snapper working over there on the sideline. Um, well, the long one snapper. Of those things, yeah, we're yeah. not. Go ahead, Dave. No, I was going to say long snapper is Seth Glosier, and Cade Loggins is your punter. Well, I wonder if you kick it short. You've got a bunch of guys up. You got eight, seven guys up near the top. 
10 yards of the field. You're just thinking that the Chanticleers are going to kick it deep, but not too deep. I think they'd want to cover it. Is that Talik that's back there? Talik Williams, yeah. number 16, at the six-yard line, ready to receive this kick. So they're going to try the onside, onside kick, it. and it is recovered by Georgia State. What great a great job. job on the recovery Jordan there. Venzio. Jordan Venzio. See how high off the turf he got here? Yeah. They got the big blue teal turf here. Jordan got really high. Great job on that onside kick recovery there by Venzio. The ball bounced, what, two, maybe three times, and then took a huge bounce up into the air, and Jordan ended up timing it absolutely perfectly. There were three Chanticleers all around there. You could only have five per side. You can't load up the field like you used to, but uh, uh, for a tremendous athletic move by a guy with great hands and athletic ability. Balls at the 45-yard line and a short field for the Panthers. Darren Granger in the offense out on the field right at seven minutes to go. Granger out of the shotgun with Marcus Carroll to his right. They've got a bunch formation. Four wide up top to the left. Looking over at the sideline. Clock has not started yet. First down, they've got the ball at the 45-yard line in Coastal Carolina territory. Snap to Granger. Hands it off Carroll. Marcus running right up the middle, right behind big Travis Glover and Jonathan Brown, and that's going to be good for a five-yard gain. Second down and five coming up. Keep yeah. that clock running. Not maybe a bush push, but certainly close. Travis pulling him across the the 41 to the 40-yard line that's going to set there, and we're going to slow some things down. 21 seconds here on the play clock. 6.33 here on the on the game clock. Ranger looking over to the sideline as those plays are signaled in. Carroll just to his left. Three wide up top to the left of Granger. Nobody over here on the right side. Granger going to hand it off. Marcus, big hole, going to pick up the first down. Big strong run across the 35 to the 33. That's a gain of seven at a Georgia State first down. Yeah, that's huge. Now you got to start burning timeouts. Substitution for the Chanticleers. Number 36, Joa Cash comes in. They've got Timoni and Cash. They've got some financial guys in the ball game but again uh now you got they, they haven't started there we go they just started the play clock 38 seconds that's great advantage for georgia state you can burn it down almost yeah slow everything down i know the guys want to push and move forward but let's take some time off the clock like dave wants us to so granger again out of the shotgun keeping an eye on that play clock here Game clock down to five and a half minutes to go. Panthers on top, 27-17 here on the road in Conway tonight. Snap to Darren. Handed off Marcus Carroll again. Big hole, 30, 25, 20. And Carroll is dragged down as he comes across the 20 down to the 18-yard line. Big, big, big runs there by Marcus Carroll here on this possession. Another Georgia State first down. You can't really tell by looking from the side, but he leans his body like you're driving a motorcycle, and he just he doesn't necessarily shift. He just leans, and he was going to go to the inside, but he saw something, and he broke it to the outside. 18 yards later, it's a first down now. 13 seconds to go here on the play clock. And uh, the game clock down inside of five minutes here for the Panthers. What Georgia State likes to see. Snap on the way to Granger. Hands it off Marcus Carroll again. Again, running 
basically right up the middle. Yep, a lot of traffic in there, running Huge to the pile. right side this time. Yep. Ball was on the left hash. And players are slow getting up. That's good. Precious time. Click, you know, the, the play clock is moving, though. It's just, excuse me, both clocks are. Right. 27 seconds now. Montanius Cunningham doing everything he can to keep from pushing one of the Chanticleers. Let's not get a penalty. Second down and 10 here for Georgia State. They place the ball at the Coastal Carolina 18-yard line. So now we're right at four minutes to go. No gain. Ranger again looking over to the sideline. Marcus Carroll shifts over to his left now. They put three wide to the left, and now we got, timeout. we got whistles. Is that, another, is that a delay of game? Well, I thought we had someone jump. Delay of game, Georgia State. Five-yard penalty from the previous spot, second down. Well, we'll go back to the 23-yard line. Those are the kinds of mistakes you just don't, one, it stops the clock. If you keep it going, you're gonna get another two or three seconds that you'll get just for the play itself, and then they gotta set it up and then run the, the play clock from there. You're still in field goal range, which is great. It'd be about a 40-yarder right now. The ball's in the middle of the field, second down. Second down at 15 with the penalty. Ranger gonna shift it over here to Marcus Carroll. Broke a tackle down the sideline inside the 20. Pushed out of bounds. There you go. Thank you for throwing that flag. Yep. Absolutely. Not one, but two or three flags Marcus thrown. Was awesome. Look at Marcus go in there and get him on green chatting. and get him away from yep. the uh, lot of chatter going on. Absolutely. Well, Marcus was pushed out of bounds. What was it, Dave, about the 11, maybe the 12? And then he gets hit while he's out of bounds at about the 7 or the 8. Almost gets uh, pushed After right the into play, the cheerleaders. Personal foul. Late hit out of bounds. Number 36, defense. Have the distance to the goal. Automatic first down. That is the Panthers knocking at the door when you take half the distance. 36, we were just talking about him. Joe Cash. he's listed as the bandit. 6-2 out of Savannah. And so the ball will... Be placed at the five-yard line. First and goal from the five. Granger again out of the shotgun. Marcus Carroll to his left. Here's the snap. Going to hand it off. Oh, and Marcus on the, on the exchange. Marcus lost his footing. Well, he had to. Matthew, well, they've, they've changed numbers so many times. I think it's a Jaquan Griffin that's in there. Jaquan, Jaquan ends up getting past everybody. Blitzing in there. Timeout. Timeout. Costa Carolina. This is their second timeout of the second half. So head coach Tim Beck, who's in his first season. Please reset the game clock to 3-3-0. Three, three, and they're going to add four seconds to the clock. Of course, a lot of changes here at Coastal Carolina with the former head coach Jamie Chadwell leaving and taking the head coaching job at Liberty. The defensive coordinator on that coastal team is now at Georgia State, Chad Staggs. You got to think that uh, for the most part so far, not counting that last special teams mishap that led to the touchdown, they've held Coastal Carolina offensively to 10 points. Yeah, and they've gained a lot of yards, 327 to be exact, but defenses stopped. There's a missed field goal. There's a turnover on downs couple other nice plays but here's where we are right now the ball's on the right hash Panthers going from left to right 
Ball's at the nine-yard line. That was first and goal at the first. Yeah, first and goal at the six. So now it'll be second and goal from the nine. We have done nothing but run on this drive. I'm surprised we haven't gone with double tights or bring in another big body to let everybody know we're going to try to just jam it down your throat. But that's all right. Amon Green is lined up between our center, Avery Reese, and left guard. Three and a half minutes remaining in this one. 27-17, Georgia State. Panthers threatening here. Ball at the nine. Here's the snap to Granger. Going to be a Granger fake the handoff, and he gets thrown to the turf. At the 15. Yep, and he gets... If he gives it to Marcus, he gets tackled at about the 10. Instead, he keeps it. This is a third and final timeout of the second half. Please reset the game clock to 3.25. Thank you. We need that extra second from 324 to 325. That was Juan Powell, the nickel kid out of Atlanta, yeah, transfer from Eastern East Carolina that got through it, through Darren to the turf. We're not even attempting to look down the field to throw it, so they're blitzing. They brought eight guys that time. We tried to do a little play action. Now, maybe that play was designed to do it, but no one picked up the blitzer. You bring eight guys, and you can only block them with six. Unfortunately, it's a mismatch and untouched, as Dave said. Juan Powell, the defensive back, was lined up on the line of scrimmage there at about the nine-yard line. Short trip for him to get to Darren in the backfield. So a loss of six on that. Ball's in the middle of the field, so if you just take a knee right here, you run a few uh, seconds off the clock and then allow a field goal attempt. He'll be right in the middle of the field to be a 32-yarder. Kadarius Thompson, Talik Williams, and Amon Green about to be the wideouts lining up to the near side here on the right. One-on-one on one with Robert Lewis way out there. We had a nice completion for a touchdown. Have a similar situation right now, one-on-one -on -one coverage. Nobody deep for the Chanticleers. They have to honor the run in the middle. They are going to blitz. Ranger takes the snap out of the shotgun, hands it off to Marcus Carroll, tries to run into the teeth of that Coastal Carolina defense. And not a whole lot going, and here comes the... He picked up a yard. Yeah. Okay, you got, again, 40 seconds on the play clock, so you can really burn this down. How many timeouts? We have still two timeouts left. I think what that's what we'll do. We'll, let, we'll have one second remaining on the play clock. And we'll call timeout. There's 20 seconds, 19, 18 right now. And the field goal unit getting ready to come onto the field for the Panthers. Just under three minutes. We'll stop the clock with about 2.35. 2.40 exactly is when we stopped it. Sorry. So they... Timeout. Georgia State. This is their second timeout of the second half. 30 seconds. So a good time out there for head coach Sean Elliott. Burns off all that extra time we were talking about. Clock showing right now, 2.40 to play. 27 to 17, Georgia State leading on the road here at Coastal Carolina. And I, I gotta tell you, he huddled the team up and the first person he talked to was a long snapper. Of course. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, the good news is that we saved some timeouts. 
Remember earlier in the ball game, we would call a timeout defensively to stop it to give our defense a chance to rest. But it's about 33 yards. Yeah, it, it, 32. It, it's it's past 32, but not at 33. So knowing how they'll judge it here, I'm not quite certain. But ball is the down. Way. The kick is up. It's on its way, and it is good. We'll call it 33 yards. Well, he calls it 32, and nonetheless. Three more up on the board for Georgia State. The Panthers now lead it here at Coastal Carolina, 30-17. to Liam Rickman from 32 yards out splits the uprights, and the Panthers come away with three big points. Well, way to respond, special teams. Good job by the offensive line. They brought everybody. They were going to push and shove and scratch and claw. They didn't get at it. It wasn't the best kick you've ever going to see. You know, it didn't go 50 yards past the goal line, but you know what? It was good, and that's all that matters. 32-yard field goal, and Georgia State pushes its lead now to 30-17 to with 2.36. It's still a two-score game, but you extend it right now. Drive stats on that. Nine-play drive. 434. 30 yards, yeah, four minutes and 24 seconds. That's what we were talking about on that previous drive. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, after taking all the timeouts that they needed to earlier, now don't jump off sides or do anything silly, but make a tackle now. You've got to get the guy down. Kickoff here from Isaac Kone, a booming kick. And it's going to be fielded uh, inside the five by Simpkins. Simpkins looking for a big return. Cuts towards the Coastal Carolina sideline as he came across the 15. He'll get across the 20 up to about the, up across the 25. We'll see where they place the ball, 26, 27-yard line. Nicest return. Well, the only return he's had. He's fair caught everything else. But he burns about 11 seconds off the clock. All right, here come the shot of clears. Not sure how you're going to do this. If you want to blitz to put pressure on McCall, or if you want to let him sit back, we're going to rush three. McCall's got a man. It's caught Keep on the right. reception. Was 83. Kyle Duplessis, 5'10", redshirt junior, Woodbridge, Virginia. That's going to be good for an eight-yard gain. Second down and eight coming up now for the shot of clears. Quick snap, McCall again looking, he's got time. Now he's gonna run out of the pocket, gonna dump it off. That was a dangerous pass. Oh, and now McCall shoving Kevin Swint. And it brings up third down now for the shot of clears. Ty G. Leach was close enough to the nearest receiver to where McCall just would decide to throw it away as opposed to uh, trying to get the ball. I believe that was number 83, right? Uh, Yeah, two places. Third down and two, ball at the Coastal 35. And they're going to go in and keep it on the ground. Here's a big run by Beasley. Beasley leaps right over the defender. Tai Chi Leach already had the first down yardage. What a It's a 12-yard gain. What an athletic move there by Beasley. Tries to hurdle him and goes up above. I can't see who the, the I think it was, Panther was. I think it was Leach. Got underneath him and made him do a somersault. First down at the 49. Inside of two minutes to go. Now McCall going to dump it underneath. And once again, 
It's going to take. You see Jordan Venzial just wrap Beasley up. There was no way Beasley was getting away from Jordan on that play. Yeah. Good job there by Jordan to just wrap him up and kind of hog tie him. Kind of like at the rodeo where you pick the cow up, you the, the, the calf, and then you, you, you throw it down on the ground. 